and we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for being here. You could be almost anywhere in the world tonight. Hopefully your state's not under lockdown currently. And talking about the virus again in the news, I wonder why. Maybe because this whole BLM nonsense is starting to die down a little bit, and they got to switch to the next panic, panic, damn it, whatever they want to call it, to keep you in line. But there's a whole lot going on all over the internet. It seems like everything is canceled. Everything is canceled. Everything's offensive. Nothing is okay to say anymore. It doesn't really matter what color you are anymore. I can't enjoy Aunt Jemima or Uncle Ben's or Miss Butterworths or anything like that. Who is so offended at Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben? Most black folks I know that I grew up with and myself had Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben's, all that in the house. Really, we appreciated the fact that it was a black person on the cover of the food. Like nobody got offended at Aunt Jemima, not even the old Aunt Jemima. I remember a few years ago, they did a makeover of Aunt Jemima. They took the head wrap off and they put her in some nice little new hair. You know what I mean? Gave her the, the prototypical auntie wig. And now they're getting mad at that. Why are they mad at this woman that looks like a regular black woman? What is the problem? Who's upset? Who's mad? Who got this company to just do an about face like this? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Ray Charles. We'll talk about a whole lot of different things on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I thank y'all for joining. I most certainly appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing, let me fix the chat right quick on the screen. I know you guys are seeing that. Oh, the chat is disabled. No, the chat is just fine. I got to fix it. I thank y'all for joining me. If you like what you're hearing thus far, give me a thumbs up on the video. If you are a first time viewer, go ahead and subscribe. And when you do subscribe, click the bell for me as well. When you click the bell, you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. If you're listening to me on audio streaming platform, give me a five star rating, share it, do whatever you can on that particular platform to keep me on and cracking. And if you don't know, this show you're hearing right now live on YouTube will be available wherever you listen to your favorite audio uh, podcast. It'll be available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, wherever you are, I'll be. So again, thank you for being there. I most certainly appreciate you. Now, <laughs> thank you to Mr. Tick for the donation. It says, where are the murder bees? Yeah, I almost forgot about that one. They tried to like put that in the mix and say, oh, the murder bees are out. What are you going to do? I remember that one. Uh, thank you all for being here yet again. Let's talk about, um, matter of fact, I'm going to start with Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben. I'm going to get to um, not Amal Arbery, not George Floyd. It's something kind of all running together because it's the same kind of narrative. Oh, you know, he was just fighting the cop. He was just high on drugs. Let him go. I'm going to talk about... Um, Brooks in Georgia, Rayshard Brooks. I'm going to talk about him in a minute, but first I'm going to talk about Aunt Jemima, Miss Butterworth. I think I'm going to do a video about this specifically tomorrow. So Aunt Jemima, if you don't know, has been canceled. Now, I saw this uh, originally. I was like, nah, they didn't cancel Aunt Jemima. They, 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 like, I thought it was just people talking crazy, just trying to bring up a rumor. I didn't think they would actually do it, but here we are, Aunt Jemima, it, you know, they're, they're trying to cancel it because it's 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 offensive, I suppose. I mean, what is offensive? And the truth is, it was never really offensive. You know, racist past. Well, the racist past they're talking about is the fact that 
um, it was originally intended to be like the, the mammy, the black maid. And what they may or may not tell you is that it was based on an actual person. You know, that the person actually existed. Hold on. Now, let me see if I can find it right quick. Um, let me see. I think I am going to try to find it here. And this goes back all the way to what, 1889? Yeah. So the trademark dates back to 1893, but the mix debuted in 1889. So you're talking about way, way, way back then. Okay. Now, you guys know more than I do about who the woman was, but it was the actual person that they model Aunt Jemima after. Okay. Now, let's see if I can pull a picture up on the screen. She was one of the first black female millionaires. Yes, she was. The actual um, model, the actual person that the, the likeness was based on was one of the first um, black female millionaires. Yep, same thing with um, Hattie McDaniel. She was also a millionaire. Had, had a beautiful house in LA that still, that still stands to this day. Now, here is the picture, the original picture. Now, this is what they were mad at from the beginning. This, this, this is not the main one they're mad at right now. This is the old one. This is the original one. Okay. They're saying, oh, she's like a black mammy. She has on the headscarf. I don't see what's the problem, really. She look like one of my people. I mean, like, I'm, I'm not even being funny. Like, look at my face and look at her face. It, it's similar. I have family look just like her. Just like her, the exact same, you know, her, she does not have exaggerated features because if you're talking about something that's offensive, you would think about blackface and big, crazy lips and eyes bugged out. That's not her. She looks like a regular person. Okay. With, with a head wrap on, you know, I don't really understand what's the big issue. I can go outside right now and see women that look just like that today. This is not offensive at all, but this was the original image and people were upset about. They said, this is too much like a mammy. It's going back to, you know, almost like the slave days. This is offensive, so change it. So Aunt Jemima got changed from that to the newer image, which they're also mad at. Now, let me just, um, I'm gonna find you the new one and then you'll see what they're mad at now. Alrighty, hold on. If you don't, if you guys don't know, now, let me see if I can find a, a, a good picture. Okay, we'll roll with this one right here. This will work. Okay, now they, they gave her a makeover. They took off the head wrap. They lightened her skin up a little bit. They made her a little bit slimmer. And now, there you go. This is what they canceled just recently today. Let me see if I can just, you know, zoom and have that be that. So now, they're mad at this picture right here. What is the problem? She was like a regular person, like a regular kind of like 50 something year old black lady. What what is I don't I don't understand. What's the what's the big deal? You know, from from this right here, they say this is offensive and they got to cancel it. Really? This this is a mammy. So what's going to end up happening is you're going to have her replaced with what Kim Kardashian, some kind of avatar, you know, genderless being. I don't really understand. Do we not want anybody black on the cover of uh, anything, any kind of food product? I don't really understand. She perfect. I don't see no exaggerated features. I don't see nothing looks offensive. This is like the average black woman that is in my family. I, I like um, 
that's my skin tone. People that I know and my family look like that. This is not offensive at all, but yet some woke warriors want to cancel Aunt Jemima because of this. So, like I said, what you're going to end up with is Kim Kardashian, super light skin. And, and the craziest part is that I remember a few years ago, because this, this is kind of like I'm going deep a little bit. A few years ago, there was this whole movement by some of these. Uh, I'm not sure what they were called back then. I guess today they would be the equivalent to influencers like Instagram models. But back then, it might have been MySpace models. You understand what I'm saying? So just follow me here. Back then, there was this whole push to have more dark skinned models and rap videos. Yes, rap videos. So they wanted more women that looked like, you know, that looked more, quote unquote, black, more dark skinned to be in there shaking their hind parts, basically being objectified in rap videos. It's weird because on one hand, you don't want to have women be objectified in rap videos. They're human beings they're not just, you know, whatever. But then on the other end, you want them to be objectified in the rap video and you want to have more black women that are dark skinned. It's just weird. And now we're at the point where you can't even have a woman on the front cover of food because I guess she's too dark skinned. Because what if it was a white woman? Would it be a big problem? What if it was rather than Aunt Jemima, it was Aunt Karen? Would that be a problem? I, I guess not. I, I mean, I suppose not. Because anybody mad at KFC and, and a KFC man, anybody mad at uh, what? The Pillsbury Doughboy? I, I mean, there are certain characters or like uh, Lucky Charms, the Irishman, anybody worried about that? You worried about somebody black being on the cover. So what you're going to end up with is nobody black being on the cover. Is that okay? I guess. I, I guess where we're at nowadays, we went from trying to fight to get more black girls that are dark skinned in rap video, shaking the hind parts to nobody on the front cover of anything because it's offensive. Why is it offensive? It doesn't make any sense at all. People are just ridiculous. And now they're trying to also get Uncle Ben's. Now, Uncle Ben's rice, I mean, that's a staple. First of all, Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's were always a staple in my household. Like I said, we were uh, proud to have a black person on the front cover. Now, okay, Uncle Ben's. Now, that man right there looks just like my uncle, just like him. My Uncle Bobby looked just like Uncle Bobby. 100%. Look at look at my face. Look at my face and look at that face. <laughs> like, I don't understand. That's offensive. That's going to be how I look in, in, in 40 years right there. Okay. Clean shaving and everything. What is the problem? I don't understand. That's offensive. The man is well put together. No exaggerated features. This is just, you know, old black man. Suit tie, bow tie, really professional. Oh, but because it's Uncle Ben's and this is offensive and, you know, you can't have it. Really? Really? I used to always get Uncle Ben's because, you know, it's it's an old brand, been around for a long time, must be kind of reliable. You know, that's like a, a common staple in every black person's house that I knew growing up and my own. So I don't really understand what the problem is. I could see if there were exaggerated features making them look crazy, but that is not what is happening at all what you're seeing is just like like i said regular uh, old black man look like my uncle right now today I, I don't really see what the problem is but for some reason this is offensive and we got to cancel them okay matter of fact let me see if i can find an article where you um see that they're trying to cancel uncle ben's hold on <laughs> i mean where are we at nowadays why is everybody so soft 
And it, this goes into the whole thing with um, the head football coach of OSU apologizing for wearing the OAN shirt. The 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 um, running back Chuba Hubbard getting offended and triggered, talking about, "Oh, you have on an OAN shirt. I'm not gonna do anything anymore for OSU." And toss you some change. What change do you want to see, sir? What is a real big deal? I don't understand. <laughs> I do I do not get it. Hold on. Matter of fact, let me pull up the article right quick. Um, Uncle Ben's considering new quote unquote visual identity. Let's get rid of that for products amid. Aunt Jemima rebranding. <laughs> what is the problem? I don't understand. I don't get it. So no more Uncle Ben's, no more Aunt Jemima, no more Miss Butterworth. And Miss Butterworth, it's not even it's not even the actual um, color. It's a clear bottle. It's a clear it's a clear bottle. Literally, it's not even the color. Matter of fact, I'm gonna try to pull it out right quick. I guess because syrup is brown and the bottle is clear then that means that miss butterworth is black <laughs> so that's also offensive I, I i guess i guess that's what's going on okay so let me see if i can um hold on let me let me just go back to the one i had up here okay so miss butterworth this clear bottle that is also offensive <laughs> I mean, imagine time traveling from like 1985 to right now in 2020. Like before you went onto the into the little um the vessel to time travel, what would you think? You'd be like, man, 2020 is gonna be flying cars, it's gonna be all kind of crazy stuff going on, it's gonna be crazy. I'm gonna get there, we're gonna be totally advanced, everybody's gonna be smarter. But then you see that people are having panic attacks over clear bottles of syrup because it's offensive and it's triggering and they need a safe space to be able to decompress and, you know, get in tune with their emotions and get back right. It is a clear bottle. You could barely even see the face. But this is offensive, too, because it looks like this could be a black person. Therefore, it's offensive. Why is it offensive? Simply because it's a black person. I don't understand. You know, I, I don't get it. I didn't see black women dressed up as Miss Brotherworth. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find it. <laughs> Maple syrup. Like, you know, I'm saying things people are triggered about. They're triggered about um, a little bit of everything. But maple syrup, like uh, uh, cornstarch or sugar, really? Like, <laughs> is that what we're going to be offended by? Okay, here, here, here's something I wonder. There it is. Now, do you think that this lady right here is really worried about you? You being offended for her? Is that is that what you really think? <laughs> that, that does the woke liberal care about what this lady thinks? Do they do they care? Are they gonna reach out to her and be like, "Hey, how do you feel about canceling Miss Butterworth? Is that really something that you want to be going and doing?" I don't think that she is really worried about it. So why is anyone else? I feel like the people that are really making these things happen, that are being offended about Miss Butterworth and um, Uncle Ben's and Aunt Jemima don't even really, number one, don't eat that kind of stuff because it's, it's gluten. They got a gluten intolerance. No, no offense to anybody got gluten intolerance. But anyway, they're not going to eat this stuff and they don't, they're not even black. And a lot of the people that are trying to cancel like um, Gone with the Wind because of Hattie McDaniel, they're not even from that, that kind of environment. 
like a lot of that a lot of people like myself are they come from the hood single parent household ducking bullets and even they're not even from that kind of environment you know but they feel like they could speak for me and say hey you know what he's going to be offended by a bottle of syrup so let's cancel it for him it, it just doesn't make any sense like i no, nobody cares actually we like that stuff and really that's like it's similar to the whole native american thing in the washington redskins um a native american person drew the logo oh and a lot of um Native people like the Redskins because it's something with they, it's something that, that honors them, represents them. Okay, they're not totally forgotten. People people generally forget about Native Americans at all. They, they don't even want to think about them that much. Watching the Redskins, you can't forget them, can you? You know, people offended by the name, but maybe not everybody's so uh, trigger offended and butthurt at the the name Washington Redskins. Just maybe. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> Oh, now people are saying that Lucas is talking crazy about me and Tatum. It's fine. You can do whatever you want. So I don't even really care. You know, I roll with the winners. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'll leave it alone. <laughs> I'll leave it alone. I don't, I don't roll with the losers. I roll with the winners. So it's fine. But yeah, nobody's offended at um, the, the bottle of syrup at all. Nobody really cares. It's not that big of a deal. And... Thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate you. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video, share the video, like the video, do all that good stuff for me. I really appreciate you guys for being here. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. Let's talk about Rayshard Brooks now. Now, this case is all over the Internet. It's captivated a large portion of um, the streets in Atlanta and everywhere else. Now, the officers involved with the case well, one of the officers, because there's two officers that were involved, the one officer that shot and his partner. The officer that shot has been charged with like 11 crimes. And the biggest one is felony murder. If he's convicted, he faces up to life with parole, life no parole, or like the rope, electric chair, death row. So, yeah, it doesn't really look too good for him. But... I think that he has a good chance of beating it. Now, if they're going to try that case in Atlanta, it's going to be hard because what kind of jury are you going to get? I don't really know. Are you going to have those that are sympathetic towards Rayshard Brooks or are you going to have those that understand what's happening here and that the officers did everything they could? That that um, district attorney, Paul Howard, need to be ashamed of himself, really, because he's a hypocrite and he's just reaching this is a political thing to try and attack the police. I'm not sure what the actual motive behind attacking the police is, because once you attack the police like this, are you going to end up doing is making Atlanta more dangerous for the regular everyday person? Much more dangerous, because look at it like this. Just a few weeks ago, I think it might have been at the end of May, so probably just a few days ago, maybe about 21 days ago, max. Um, this same district attorney, Paul Howard, charged six officers in the case of um it might have been a house party or something with some college kids in atlanta or college students not necessarily kids the officers used stun guns on the college students and were charged with like aggravated assault or something like that and then the argument was that the taser is a deadly weapon so if a taser is a deadly weapon then why is it wrong for the officer to shoot a person that shoots at them with a deadly weapon. The the he, he gave a long presentation, the DA that is, speaking about um the officers that 
or the one officer that shot uh, Rayshard Brooks, in the presentation, he was like, all right, well, look, you can't shoot somebody when they're running away, so that's already forbidden. However, when the guy was running away, he didn't just run, run, run. Like, when you say running away, what do you mean? Do you mean running and then just not doing anything else other than running? Because that's what it was at first, and when he was running, the officer gave pursuit. The officer did not just pause, going to shoot him while he was running and have him hit the ground. That's not what happened. As the guy, Richard Brooks, was running, so were the officers. They were chasing him. It's a foot chase. That's a normal thing that happens. It, it, you got a high-speed car chase, a foot chase, or whatever. That's usually how it goes. And if you get lost in like a neighborhood or something, they bring out a dog, they try to find you, and they go about it that way. They bring out a helicopter. That's usually how it is. So when you, when you hear the ghetto bird, you know, around, around your crib, they're trying to find somebody that ran away or they're doing some kind of manhunt. Somebody that robbed the store and ran or whatever. Okay, that's what that's, that's what that's for. But anyway, they're chasing him, chasing him, chasing him. He turns around. Now, at this point, he's not fleeing. If you're running away, why are you turning around? All right? Don't turn around. You turn around and fire the taser at the police officer. He didn't just point it. People want to say that and try to downplay it. He did not just point the taser. He fired the taser at the officer. You can see the leads come out of the taser on videotape. And the DA acknowledged that he fired it. But you know what he said? The DA that is, he was like, look, well, <laughs> um, the leads went up at a 45 degree angle. So it, it couldn't have hit him. So he's shooting a shot. It's like, really? Is that what you want? So I have to, right in the, the midst of me running and gunning, trying to, you know, I done got punched in my face. I'm like, my adrenaline's running, my heart beating. And this guy has pointed a taser at me and fired it. And while, while that's happening, I got to be able to judge where the leads are going. It's going at a 45-degree angle, uh, a 26-degree angle. Uh, like, what? Really? All I know is that I'm running, running, running. He turns around. Post a taser, shoots. That does not happen frame by frame. You cannot just go over it in the 45 minute presentation. That happens in a matter of seconds, like maybe even one split second. You run in, pull the trigger, boom. Now you got to do what you got to do. You can't just Monday morning quarterback as it's happening. You turn around and shoot the taser, I'm going to shoot you because if I can hit with the taser, then what happens? Now I have a gun on me. If I can hit with the taser, my body's useless for a period of time. The gunner's on the ground. You can get that gun. You can shoot me. You can shoot my partner. You can shoot people that are in the drive-thru because let's not forget, we're in a drive-thru. People are just waiting to get their food. There's innocent bystanders around. You can shoot somebody else, carjack them, kill them or whatever. So I have to shoot you. You know, that's self-defense. If it was in the street and I'm just minding my business, here comes a guy running up on me with... um a taser and I got a gun, I'm going to shoot him. Like, especially if I got a gun on me because I don't know what you're going to do. You might try to take my gun and shoot me, do something. Nah, I'm going to shoot. That's called self-defense. The officer did right. And the officer spoke, the officers, pardon me, spoke to the man for a good 45 minutes before the arrest. They were nice, calm, and cordial. It was crazy how biased Paul Howard was. Talking about, oh, well, Rayshard Brooks was kind, cordial, maybe even jovial. Jovial, for real, sir? Why didn't you mention the fact that he punched the officer in the face, stole the taser, and fired it at him? And also the fact that he had prior arrest record, that he was out on probation and or parole. If he was to get locked up, he would have went to the penitentiary, already had a DUI on his record before. 
was known to be violent. So why didn't you say that? Wouldn't that all factor into the fact that he ran and didn't want to go to jail and was desperate to not go to jail to the point where he not only punched the officer in the head, he also tried, he tried to shoot him with the taser. I mean, none of that was even said. So now I'm reading stories about APD, Atlanta Police, Atlanta Police Department officers, and there is no, the, the morale is like nowhere, is really low. Guys are quitting. Guys are not even responding to the radio, allegedly. The part about officers quitting, I've been hearing about, okay? And I've gotten little messages from people, and it's kind of like it, it could be happening, may or may not be happening. But as far as them uh, just not answering the radio, I wouldn't be surprised. What's the point? You know, just a few weeks ago, maybe like at the end of um, May, you had guys get or get charged or shouldn't have been charged for using their taser. You got guys charged for using their taser. Then you get a guy charged for defending himself against the taser. So how can how can both be true? How can I be charged for using my taser and then get charged for defending myself against the taser? It, it doesn't make any sense. None, none whatsoever. <laughs> None whatsoever. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, um, the officers did everything right. Rayshard Brooks is in the wrong. It just, it, there's nothing the officers could have done that would have been better in that situation. Nothing. They did everything right. Everything by the book. Period. They're talking about, or he kicked him on the ground. I mean, it was crazy. It said, it said he kicked him on the ground, but all they showed was a steel frame. I don't know what the steel frame was, what he was doing. They didn't show the kick. If you could show a steel frame, why not show the actual video of him kicking the person on the ground? They didn't show it. It was just a really strange thing, a long, drawn-out event. They, they way overcharged them. If the officers don't walk, then that's a miscarriage of justice. And it really shouldn't be a trial at all because it didn't do anything that was wrong. The guy did something that was wrong. If he would just got arrested and went to jail, he would have been fine. But he didn't do that. He wants to resist. And then the craziest part about all of this is that I'm hearing people get on TV, lawyers, people that should know something, people that have a little bit of a brain in their head, at least they should, talking about, oh, well, there is an alternative way to deal with the situation. If he doesn't want to get arrested, you could do something else. Like, what, what is something else? If you've been drinking and driving, you have to get arrested. That's called a DUI. That's actually a felony, depending upon the circumstance, right? That's a felony. You already, and number one, he was already, you know, um, out on probation or parole and then you have a DUI so you, you, you go into the penitentiary period you have to get arrested right there they're talking about oh well do something else take alternative measures alternative measures what do you mean just let them just let him get away so if you let them get away what happens now anybody that has heroin crack meth in their car you know whatever they got in their car if they've been drinking how drugs, whatever, they get pulled over. What are they going to do? Talk to you for a little while and then bounce as soon as they can because they can get away. You can't chase them. That's what's going to happen. That's going to be the next trend. That's going to be the next wave. And you're going to see more carjackings because, hey, if I get caught with the car and they pull me over, I'm going to just bounce and they can't chase me. See, I understand the mind of the criminal because I, I come from these kind of environments. And these, these guys that are out there, the guys that are out there, that they go to jail all the time. I know these guys. They're my friends. I know these guys. I grew up with them. I know guys that have been in jail in and out all their life. I know how they think. You understand what I'm saying? They think like that. These people that are trying to say, let them get away, they don't understand the way they think. They don't understand the criminal mind. They just think, 
from a civilized mind. You know, he's, he's going to get away and then voluntarily, you know, just walk to the police station, turn himself in, and then go do 10 years of his uh, probation term that he was going to serve if he got locked up again. You guys are just not thinking very well. I know guys that then fought the police, escaped the police, high-speed chase, shot at the police. These guys think of any little avenue they can to get over on the police, to break the law, to circumvent the law, they're going to do it. They're not totally morons. Some of them are kind of smart. They just choose to go down the wrong path. So you give them that out, they're going to take it. Don't be so soft to the point where you just let criminality reign supreme because the end result is going to be this. You're going to have Atlanta, Georgia become lawlessness. That's lawless. That's going to be the, 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 <laughs> that's going to be the main theme in Atlanta. Lawlessness. It's simple. Really simple. Officers ain't going to answer no more. What's the point of an officer going to a call when they can't even do what they got to do to arrest someone? What's the purpose? I'll just not even come anymore. That's Seattle right now with the whole drug issue. They're talking about it's a homeless crisis. No, it's not. It's a drug crisis. Mental health and homelessness. No, no, no. Okay. Mental health does not just exist in Seattle, Washington or L.A., California or San Fran, the Bay Area. It's not just there that it exists. It's everywhere all over the world and especially the United States. But you have high levels of it in Seattle, San Fran, and L.A. because of the policies that allow these people to be on the streets using drugs. Somebody may appear to be having mental problems. It's because they're high on drugs. You know, if you got all kind of drugs in the mix and disease and everything else spreading around, yeah, you're going to see a guy, you know, not in, about to fall over because he's high on heroin. That's what's going on. He's not mentally ill. He's high. That's what's going on. Okay. So since you basically don't have any kind of enforcement on drug laws, what's the point in the police coming out to a guy that's taking a nice dump in front of your coffee shop? Why? What are they going to do? They can't say anything to him. You know, there's no more indecent exposure. There's no more high in public. There's no more possession of marijuana, possession of heroin, possession of methamphetamine. Just let him, just let him do whatever he wants to do, right? When you encourage lawlessness, you're going to get lawlessness. People just don't. You're going to have people that generally don't need laws, right? Just regular everyday people. They're not going to need laws because they're law abiding. They don't need laws. Okay. I don't need laws to tell me to not act up because I'm a law. I'm, I'm a lawful person. I'm a civilized person. But some people need laws because if they don't, then they're going to do whatever they want to do. It's not the majority, it's a small minority, but it's enough to make your life not worth <laughs> um, living in a particular area, make you want to move. If you see the same person every day outside of your bodega, just laying on the ground shooting heroin, it could be one or two guys out of thousands. That's enough to pretty much ruin your day. But without laws, you have lawlessness. It's simple. That's why you have Seattle right now. That's why you have the, the Antifa zone. Because of the mayor not wanting to enforce the law, the police want to enforce the law. But what can you do when the leadership says don't do it? OK, what are you really going to do? Not much you can't do, unfortunately. So my prayer is out to the police in Atlanta and also law abiding citizens of Atlanta. You guys don't deserve what's happening right now. But with the politics going on, I think Keisha Lance Bottoms has political aspirations. Maybe she wants to be the VP. It'd be good if she became the 
the VP pick, maybe she can take the foot off the gas in Atlanta, stop being the mayor of Atlanta for a moment and then try to do that. You know, that, that'd be better. Maybe somebody else could come in there and do something better. But you know what? You guys got to stop voting for these Democrats, for these liberal Democrats. They're not doing a very good job, obviously. Look at what's going on in Friedel. Uh Jay Ansley, Democrat. Jenny Durkin, Democrat. Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, the mayor of Atlanta. Keisha Lance Bottoms, Democrat. Now, luckily, you got a, a Republican governor. So things don't... The, the Republican governor, I think, may keep Atlanta from becoming like uh, Friedel, Washington. Okay. So, thank God for that, but the mayor is not doing a very good job. At New York City, Bill de Blasio, Democrat, liberal Democrat. Not even like a Blo Bloomberg was better than de Blasio. It's crazy. Even liberals hate de Blasio. That's how bad it is in New York. You know, it's crazy. But thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. That'll help me out tremendously. And what else we got going on here? Oh, Speaking about uh, Black Lives, L-I-E-S Matter, and all the knee bending, let's talk about um, um, OSU. What's my man's name? Uh, Mike Gundy, the head coach of OSU. Did you guys see that apology that I did in my, that I, I didn't do an apology, but I showed you his apology in my video. Um, it was like a hostage tape. <laughs> he had a gun to his head say, hey, say that it's right to now, or we're going to shoot. Say that it's so we're going to hurt your family. That's what was going on right there in that particular video. Oh, I'm sorry. And, you know, the T-shirt I know was hurtful, a hurtful T-shirt, sir. So you mean to tell me like an OAN shirt, an OAN shirt, One American News Network shirt, that's enough to get people so offended, triggered and butt hurt. Really? Really? Is that enough? Hold on. I'm going to put it up right quick. So backstory, because you didn't see my video. Um, the Oklahoma State University head coach, head football coach, Mike Gundy, had to apologize on camera because he wore a One America News Network OAN shirt while he was on his private time going fishing with the boys. That was probably his sons right there. You know, I I'm pretty sure it was. Probably his two boys or something. They they're going fishing and he has an OAN shirt. Let me put it up right quick. Okay. So there it is. That is the whole problem. You can see my man right there with the OAN shirt. That's all. You know, it's just a picture that you can see they're going fishing. They, they went fishing with, with the boys. That's it. That's all. He's on Lake Texoma wearing an OAN t-shirt. That is all he did. That's all. <laughs> is, is that it? This is crazy. It is ridiculous, totally ridiculous. So the, the guy, um, one of the football players, o, um, OSU, uh, Chuba Hubbard, who is, by the way, the nation's leading rusher, meaning the most you know running yards, he came out and said, uh, you know, this is unacceptable. I won't do anything for OSU until things change. Now, what, what change does he want, though? Like, would you want the coach to get fired for OAN shirt? Is that what you want? It was really weird. Then they did a video together. Um, Chuba and Mike, they did a video together. And that was super cringe. Had this little moment at the end of it where um, they gave like the little dap hug, like the little embrace. I'm like, man, that is so just <laughs> so cringy, so sitcom-y. It was just super, like all I can say is just cringe. That's the word that I have. That's my word for the day, cringe. It was weird. After that, you had a solo apology video. That was the hostage tape I was talking about that came from uh, Mike Gundy, 
you know, oh, I'm sorry if you felt defended. It, you know, I won't do this. It was so just so soft, so weak. It was weak on both sides. It was weak for Chuba Hubbard to be mad at a T-shirt. Like, like I was saying in my video, I detest with my heart and soul CNN. I thoroughly detest them with all my heart. Okay, I don't like the network in general. Their graphics I hate. Their lower thirds I hate. I, I don't like anything about CNN. I, I hate all the anchors, Don Lemon, Camera, uh, what's that, Camarota, um, who else? Oh, oh, Chris Cuomo, one of my worst uh, nemesis, Chris Cuomo. I don't like anybody over there at CNN. I don't like the, the head honcho, Jeff Zucker. I don't like anybody there. And they, they don't like me anyway because you can't go on CNN and be a straight black man, but that's a different story and I digress. My whole point is that I don't like them. But am I going to get offended, butthurt, and trigger over a CNN shirt? Am I going to go to Hartsfield Jackson, the airport in Atlanta, and go to the MS-13 DNC shop or the CNN shop or whatever they have in there and tear it up? When I was in Atlanta for Black Voices for Trump, there was a CNN center right across the street. We went there, friends of mine that I came with to Atlanta, went in there and ate food at the Chick-fil-A, and it was all good. I didn't care that the logo was right there. It was a CNN center. I'm not so soft to where I'm just going to fall into a puddle of tears over a logo on a t-shirt or on a building. It's not that deep. If I got an issue with CNN, I'll say an issue with CNN. But if you got on a CNN shirt, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to stop working with you until things change. So soft. This whole BLM movement has just really made a lot of soft people reveal themselves. You know, you're mad over a statue, inanimate objects. People claiming victory for tearing down statues. I'm like, okay, we tear down the statue. But what was the purpose? Are the statues coming alive at night, going to the black community and killing all the young black men out there? Or is it other black men doing the killing, huh? That's what I want to know. What is the actual victory that you gained from tearing down inanimate objects? I want to know that. If you guys don't let me know in the comments, but I want to know that. They keep talking about, oh, we got to tear down the slaveholders. The slaveholders, we got to tear them down. So what you going to do, blow up Mount Rushmore? You going to rename Washington, D.C., Washington State? Washington Monument. I, I mean, what are we really, what are we talking about? If you got money in your pocket with uh, Jefferson, Washington, you're gonna burn that. You gonna, you gonna, you gonna just tear that apart? I, I just don't really understand. This, none of this makes any sense. People are just too soft. You know, I don't care about your political affiliation or whatever. Just stop being soft. Stop being weak. How about that? Don't be a marshmallow. That's all. <laughs> Man. Yeah, but Aunt Jemima, that whole thing was crazy. Somebody said something about that. Um, so as I close about the OAN shirt, <laughs> uh, the, the OAN shirt was the, the softest thing I seen in a minute. And you got these big, tough football players, right? Chuba Hubbard, six foot one, 200 pounds, rock solid. A running back, right? You get hit the most out of anybody on the field. The average career for a running back in the NFL is like three years, max. Because you get hit every play with full force. Like you get hit with a steel sledgehammer with these guys laying there still on you. You understand what I'm saying? You get hit that much, you take that much punishment on the field, but you're so soft off the field, you let a t shirt trigger you. And my thing is, did you even know about OAN? Most people that are not into news don't even know what OAN is. Especially liberals, they're not going to be watching OAN. They don't even really watch news like that, really. All they know is about Fox News because they keep hearing about it. They probably never watched Fox News before, but they keep hearing that it was racist, so they know about that. 
but they probably don't even watch it. So if you don't even watch Fox News, how are you going to know what OAN is? How about you just watch it for a 30 minutes, an hour, and see if they say any lies? That's kind of how it was to me when I was, you know, going through my whole, my, my red pill phase. And I was becoming, you know, an adult, really. Um, I listened to Rush Limbaugh because everybody said to listen to it. So I never heard it. I just assumed that he was racist because I kept being told that he was racist. But I'm like, wait a minute. Um, I'm an adult here. I can turn Rush Limbaugh on and hear it from myself, make my own opinion. And then I did that. And I'm like, hey, man, everything seems to be on point. I don't see nothing that he said that was wrong. I don't I don't really understand what the problem is. Maybe if Chuba Hubbard did that, then he wouldn't be so triggered and butt hurt and offended. Okay. Now, I'm hearing the same thing, John B. John B. says, hearing Atlanta PD officers are walking off the job. I've been hearing that. Now, I don't know if that's true or false, but I have been hearing that. Shout out to my man from Atlanta, the police department that sent me a message. I'm going to call you, sir. If you're listening, I'm going to call you. Give me a little bit of time. I'm going to hit you up. Not tonight, but I'll probably give you a call tomorrow because... I got to talk to you guys about what's going on in Atlanta. I'm not far from Atlanta myself. I'm glad I don't live there. I live close enough to be closer. I live close enough to not be that close. You understand what I'm saying? I can go down there and visit, but I don't have to live there because I don't want to be trapped on I-75 when they, you know, blocking it because somebody got shot after they shot a taser at the cops. I can't get over the DA talking about, oh, the leaves went above his head so they didn't hit him. It's like, what? So that's like saying, hey, if a gun gets shot at you from like 20 feet away, you can't shoot back because the bullet, it went like at a 45 degree angle up. So you weren't in danger of getting hit. <laughs> it's like, all I know is that a gun got swung around and shot. I don't know where the bullet's going to go. I can't predict the trajectory of the bullet. It's like a taser. The leaves are going to go wherever they go. I don't know where they're going to go. All I see is that a taser is like close to my face and they got fired. Or it, it got swung around and it's right in my face. So what am I going to do? If the, if, the, if the taser is right here in my face, I mean, what do I do? Just get tased, fall on the ground, have my gun stripped from me and get shot? Is that what I should do? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going I'm to call. Hey, people call me all the time. I get a lot of emails. Hey, I read you guys' emails. I get lit up like a Christmas tree on my emails. But I read my emails, I read my LinkedIn messages, I read all that stuff. You guys send me a lot of great information, a lot of great tips. Thank y'all for that. I really appreciate you. I'm not being, you know, facetious. I'm being dead serious. Thank y'all for the information. So I am going to get some info from uh, people down there in Atlanta about what's going on for sure. Okay. Let me see. But thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. What else we got going on? Did I cover everything? Oh, I'm going to talk about Tim Kaine quickly. Then I get to Super Chats. Then we get into the calls. Um, Tim Kaine said that the United States, or I guess us being maybe the current day U.S., created slavery. Slavery's been around since the beginning of man. You're talking about Mesopotamia. You're talking about every continent on Earth. Africa had slaves. Everywhere had slaves. You know, he's talking about the laws and whatnot that were here that you know, I guess we're unique to here. I don't, I'm not, I, don't, I don't know what he means. He says we didn't inherit slavery. Yes, we did inherit slavery because in 1776, we were a brand new country. Yes, before 1776, we were just colonies of the kingdom of Great Britain, right? 1776, we have a new country. So we did inherit slavery and then it eventually came to an end. 
So he was just totally wrong. He's talking about he went to a Black Lives Matter rally or something like that in Richmond, put on by some young girls in high school or like middle school. It was a super cringe. But slavery has been around since the beginning of man. It's not anybody's fault. The white man, the black man. It's just something that was already here. This is just, you know, and it's still going on. Just just be clear. It's still going on in various forms. You have straight up chattel slavery going on right now in Africa. Libya, they're selling slaves right now. You, you can buy a full-grown black man right now for 200 bucks in Libya. 200 U.S. dollars. Full-grown black man right now, today, 2020. Uh, June 17th, 2020, right now, you can buy a black man. Same thing, I think, Mauritania, they still got chattel slavery going on. Okay? The U.S. were, for, the US were, the US were one of the first places to outlaw slavery. And they had to go to different countries across the water, like the Dalmay Kingdom, over in Africa, I think that's current day Togo, which is like right in between Ghana and Nigeria. They went over there to plead with them to stop selling slaves. And, you know, the funniest part about this whole thing with uh, Nancy Pelosi and uh, Chuck Schumer and everybody wearing the kente cloth. Shout out to my man, uh, Jermaine Bacio with Conservative Nation. He was telling me how um, the kente cloth comes from the Ashanti tribe in Ghana and the Ashanti were slave traders. Okay. So if you're over here, if you are a descendant of a slave from West Africa, you may have been sold by people that wore the same kind of pattern. All right. This was like royalty. These are the rich people. How did they get rich from selling you for selling black people from selling, from selling your ancestors? OK, so it's fitting that the Democratic Party would adopt the Kente cloth as their identifier when it comes to black issues. You know, do they know that the Ashanti were slave traders? Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But if they do, it's a pretty not so subtle way of telling you who were the slave traders, who were the real racists and stuff like that. It's telling you right here. It's like, look, we're the slave traders. We have the plantations today and back then as well. That's what it's going to be. And we're going to use your own people like I think it might be Kamala Harris back there. She's not really black, but that's a different story. We're going to use your own people to do it against you. All right. Kamala Harris is talking about how racist Joe Biden is, but she might mess around and be the VP pick. Kind of crazy how that works, but it is what it is. <laughs> so I thought it was pretty funny. But um, yeah, slavery did not get created by the U.S. It was already a thing that existed all over the world. It was an institution all over the world in, in Europe as well, in, in England, uh, Portugal, France, everywhere. U.K., England, U.K., whatever, same thing. It was everywhere. The Irish were slaves over there in Europe. The, the word slave itself comes from the word Slav, which were the Eastern Europeans that were enslaved by the Muslims. Okay, that's where the word comes from. It comes from European people that were enslaved. So this whole thing about, oh, it was only black folks that were enslaved and we invented slavery or we created slavery, pardon me. That's just totally false. It doesn't make any sense at all. Okay. But um, thank y'all for being here. I most certainly appreciate you guys. Super chats on deck. I'm going to read those and then I'm going to get to the calls. So give me about till nine o'clock and then we get to the calls. So let's get to super chats right quick. I'm going to read those. See if I can load them up. Shout out to, hold on. Let me get them set up properly. Thank you to, thank you to Donald Duck for becoming the ABO supporter. I appreciate you. 
Thank you to Augustina Kissner who says, 4th of July Freedom Rally at your local state capitol. Noon until last man standing. Tailgate and celebrate our freedoms, all political standings. Welcome any demographic who want to see the American freedom protected are welcome. Sounds good to me. Thank you for the donation. Shout out to David Pollock for becoming an ABO supporter as well as Louise C's. Thank you to Mr. Tix who says, where the murder bees at? <laughs> yeah, I saw that earlier. Thank you to Proud Mary who says, I'll be an angry black woman today. Angry that a DA and the mayor put their political aspirations ahead of an innocent cop's life who was just doing his job. Shaking my head. I'm right there with you. It's crazy. And you know, the crazy part is that they're, they're trying to, I guess, maybe defend the black community. I'm not sure what the motivation is, but they're going to end up making the black community much more dangerous. Okay. The police are the last bastion of hope in many of these inner city urban black areas. Without the police, you're going to have sheer pandemonium. So I don't really see the advantage of them doing this. It doesn't make any sense. Shout out to Ryan Jacobs, who says Lucas needs to sense to his Oh, Lucas sends to have lost his mind. He has PDS. <laughs> what, what, what does PDS mean? But thank you for your donation. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Charles Turner Jr. who says, ABL, these communists need to stop getting triggered and butthurt about everything. Screw them. I'm happy to see you at almost 500,000 subscribers. Hey, thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. You know, I couldn't do it without y'all. And shout out to my brother, Brandon Tatum, and my man, Derek Gradenigo, and everybody else who went on the show on Thursday on Brandon Tatum's channel. That's helped all of us really grow. So we're going to keep on doing that show. That'll be tomorrow. But right now, we got this thing going on. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Retro Gamer 81 who says, white, black, gay, straight conservatives uniting. There it is, man. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Meme JPEG who says, Second Amendment, Patriots stand up. Absolutely. Charles Turner Jr. says, Aunt Jemima, Gone with the Wind, Cops, Live PD, Enough is Enough. Stop canceling things, stupid Marxist. Exactly. Yeah, that was crazy that they canceled Cops and Live PD. And the guy that came up with Live PD is the same guy that runs Mediaite. Little known fact, he's a liberal guy. He went on Fox News, talk about this too. He was just like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, if you want more transparency in policing, then why not be in favor of Live PD? You get to see what the police do and how they operate. You know, you want more body-worn cameras, you got those. Everybody has a cell phone camera. You got security cameras. You got cops, live PD. There's cameras everywhere. So the police have less room to make any kind of mistake or anything or do anything that's not by the book because everything's on camera. So why would you want to get rid of oversight that is kind of like unofficial oversight with the cameras and, and on a whole show where you get to see what the police do? It makes no sense. You got First 48, all of that. You see what the police do. You have more transparency, a window into what happens behind the curtain of policing. So you don't want that? I don't really understand. But thank you for your donation. Shout out to Leo Mazzino, who said thank you for Space Force Hat arriving this Saturday. Hey, I'm glad it's coming to you, man. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to Bob Markey, who says appreciate the videos. Hey, no problem, man. Thank you for that. Thank you to Mandy Martinez, who says cool with the donation. Thank you for that. Shout out to Mike from Queens, who says... Patriots of South Philly defend Columbus statue. I saw that. Hey, I, I like that. Shout out to the Italian guys out there in South Philly. You guys were doing y'all. Hey, had the old school man try to take the bike. That was hilarious. Shout out to them. I might, put, I might put it on my Instagram page. That was a really good one. Let me see. Shout out. Hold on. Shout out to. Um, Lost my space right quick. Let me go down a little bit. Thank you to 
Praetorian Guard who says Atlanta PD walked off tonight. So has that been confirmed? I'm hearing rumors. I don't know if it's true or false. Is that confirmed? They walked off the the, um, the job tonight. If they did, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, thank you to Pedro Guzman the third who says, please watch and commentate on YouTube video titled KGB Defector Yuri Bismanov's Warnings to Useful Idiots. You will most definitely see it. I, I've seen that a lot. I've seen that over and over. I watch that like I watch the I watch that like it's reading the Bible. I've seen that a lot of times. Shout out to my man Yuri Bezmanov. He he said everything, everything he said is coming true. It's happening right now. You know, oh, we don't want communism. I can't tell. We want communism. We're we're going towards communism with the way that these people are trying to do things. Thank you to Wilfred P who says Rice Krispies, Snack Crackle Pop are too white and are now under attack. We had to start the madness. Hey, you know what? You're playing, but there was a thing back about two, three years ago where that happened where not them being too white. It was because there was a, a, a corn pop on the back that was um, too dark and was like a janitor. Matter of fact, I'm going to pull it up right quick. Like, I'm not even playing. Okay. <laughs> this was what year? This was 2017. And I'm serious. Watch, you're going to see it and be like, all right, come on. Kellogg's changing Core Pops box after its design was branded racist on social media. This was October 2017. And what you're seeing right here, if you can't see it on the screen, I'll just describe it to you. There's like a box, um, the back of a box. It's a bunch of random Corn Pops that are doing just different things. One of the Corn Pops is apparently like a janitor and he's like buffing floors has like a little walkman on and he appears to be a little bit darker than the other pops so that's racist because the other pops are like kind of um a medium yellow he's like almost dark yellow mustard so that means he's black <laughs> so that's racist like i'm serious I'm not I'm not playing at all. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me see if I can pull up a so here is the actual box. It's pops everywhere. They're doing random things. You know, let's not, you know, let's totally ignore the tourist pops that appear to be the same kind of complexion that are in the upper center part of the box right next to this pop shop sign. Okay, they appear to be just like tourists. And let's forget the fact they have on two pairs of glasses each. They got on regular glasses like me. And then on top of their hat, they have on sunglasses. We ain't worried about that. We're just worried about the one little corn pop down here that appears to be um, cleaning the floor because he's a little bit too dark. You know, that's that's just kind of what's going on. All right. So we're going to get offended at corn pops. You know, so this, this has been going on for a little while. Just, just a little while. Um, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah, Paw Patrol. Yeah, they canceled Paw Patrol. Or, or now, ha have they canceled Paw Patrol, or are they just trying to attack it? Because I remember they, they were trying to attack Paw Patrol because um, the the dog is a police dog. Okay, now it didn't cancel it yet, but it just they, they, they've uh, figuratively canceled it. You know that that's all. Okay, let's go back to the super chats. Shout out to Frey Puppy who says ABL keep. Being reasonable, friend. Hey, I can't do nothing else but that. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to, let me see, Jericho Green, my man, who says, finally, the last hurdle for black folks has been vanquished. 
Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima. <laughs> man, please, exactly. Thank you for that, Jericho, man. Definitely appreciate your boss. And you guys, if you're not subscribed to Jericho, you should. Everybody in here should be subscribed to Jericho Green. If you're not, subscribe to him right now today. You're not going to regret it. But yeah, the, the, we're worried about the silliest things. Uh, Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, just things that don't matter at all. If you change the face on a, on a bottle of syrup, what is that going to do for anybody? Nothing. Thank you to Cynthia Cotney, who says, I heard on radio, it was a name, Jemima, that was offensive because it was a blackface comedy character. Is this true? Well, no. Y yes and no. What happened was um, the name Jemima does come from a minstrel show, but it was a song. I'm not sure if the character was actually in the show or just in the song. But that's where that name comes from. It's a song. And by the way, a black man wrote that. But I guess that's, that doesn't really matter to these people. But anyway, it came from a song. So the name Jemima was taken from the song and then was developed into a character just for the purposes of branding the syrup Aunt Jemima. It's not, you know, there's no, the person that you see in the box was not in any kind of play. That, that was the actual person that they modeled it after. And the person was modeled for the specific purpose of selling the syrup. Shout out to Jared Bailey, who says, can't believe they touched maple syrup, man. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you to Matthew Richardson, who says, Elizabeth Warren is Atlanta Lakes better now. Hilarious. Hilarious, man. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to John Wolf, who says, Thank you, ABO, for what you do. First, they came for our rice, and we did nothing. And then they came for our syrup. What is next? Everything is next. Washington Redskins. Anything that could be seen as offensive by anybody. It could be one person out of millions. They'll just try to come after it. Let me see. Here's a great question from Bay, B-E-H. I know I'm butchering your name and I'm sorry. They say, you think they'll destroy Mount Rushmore soon? Wouldn't surprise me. That's next. I've been I'm saying that for years. Because, okay, like I see like the chain of events. They're coming for the Confederate flag. The next thing will be the American flag. Why? Because people say that the Confederate flag is racist. Some are going to say treason and whatnot. Okay. But the, the real argument behind it, people are offended by, is the so-called racism. But the thing they apply to the Confederate flag could more be applied to the American flag. Because the Confederate flag only came about in 1861, which was only about four years of slavery. But the American flag was around from 1776 up until 1865. That's like about 90 years of slavery. And that was on top of slave ships. That was on plantations. So they're going to say that the American flag is more racist. People say that my flag, they say, they say that flag is racist. People on my comment section, right? You can see on my, on my comment section right now on YouTube, they'll say this flag behind me with the 13 stars is racist. This is the American flag. This is the American flag. It's just an early version of the same flag we have right now. Like these two flags on the wall are the same. One just has more stars than the other. That's it. The same 13 um, stripes for 13 colonies, the same star field, it's just more stars on that one. That's it. So Mount Rushmore is next. Shout out to Mr. Therapy One who says, our history is being a race ABL. I'm seriously looking at moving out of the US. I'm really just starting to hate it here. I, I mean, I feel you, man. I don't, I don't blame you for wanting to leave because it's crazy. It, it's ridiculous. No more history, no more nuance, no more nothing. Anything that's seen as offensive by somebody is a race. It doesn't matter if it is or it isn't. It just erase it. 
Thank you to Mike O, who says, just a donation, thank you for that. Thank you to Tammy Moore for your donation. They say, my coworkers are saying, the picture is on, these products are slaves. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, um, Aunt Jemima was modeled after an actual person. Like, you know, she got hired to do that. It was not, she, she was not a slave at all. She was hired to do that by a company that wanted her to brand a product. And Uncle Ben's, let me see. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do a little research right quick, just on the fly. Okay. Now, Uncle Ben's was first marketed in 1943. So slavery was over, what, in um, <laughs> 65, you know, slavery was over in, in the 1860s. So 1943, 1865, it's kind of a long time. No, it was not a slave. Okay. Now, here's a little bit from Wikipedia, the great source. Since 1946, Uncle Ben's products have been have carried the image of an elderly African-American man dressed in a bow tie, which is said to have been based on a Chicago maitre d' hotel named Frank Brown. According to Mars, Uncle Ben was an African-American rice grower known for the quality of his rice. Gordon L. Harwell, an entrepreneur who had supplied rice to the armed forces in World War II, chose the name Uncle Ben's as a means to expand his marketing efforts to the general public. Simple. It was not, you know, that's that's how things get just misconstrued. People think a thing because the media makes them believe it. They think it was slaves and all that kind of stuff. No, it's just simply false. All right. They think that if you happen to be a black person on the front cover of a product and you don't look like Cardi B and you're not making that dumb little bird noise or shaking your butt like Beyonce, you got to be a slave. I mean, it's crazy. Shout out to Timmy Moore, who says, my co-worker, oh, I read that one. Shout out to Oprah and Michael Jordan, or Black Billionaires, great name, who says, the black community need more real-life Aunt Jemimas. If your mama or grandma looked like Aunt Jemima, she did not play. She raised you to respect. 100%. You know, my grandma, they look, they look just like that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. People are ashamed. That's the problem. They're ashamed of their own grandmama. Don't be ashamed of your grandmama. It's fine. You know? It's okay. It's okay to be black. <laughs> it's okay to be it's okay to be white. It's okay to be black too. How about that? Don't be black in the closet and don't be white in the closet. Just be yourself. You know, wh whatever I got, like however I look is fine. I'm gonna still be me. My personality will shine through regardless of what. I'm I'm going to be me. I don't care. You know, I'm not going to be ashamed of how anybody looks in my family. Shout out to let me see. Um Oh, oh, shout out to Tadpods who says, if Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's reminds the SJWs of the slave days, then the slave days will be brought back by the Democrats who support slavery. There you go. Thank you for your donation. <clears throat> Thank you to Demon King who says, what do you think of Mason Lucas turning full-on race baiter? I don't know. He could be going through a change. I don't know what's going on with Lucas, but, you know, God bless him. Shout out to RX22 who says, guess it's time to smash Cracker Barrel. <laughs> hey, you never know. Shout out to 2Q2Q who says 100. Thank you for that. Shout out to um, Men Hitchery Doe or Dude who says you are amazing. Thank you to Talex001 who says are black athletes jerseys next? That's a good question. Shout out to Anthony De La Garza73 who says what are cops to do? Quit. Go somewhere else where they're appreciated. Thank you to Max Dominguez who says, I was once arrested for DWI while on probation for prior crimes. I didn't resist arrest. Punch cops tried to tase. I did my time, paid my fines. I'm still on earth living a great life. Keep on rocking. Exactly. You know, you do something wrong, make a mistake, go ahead, take your, take your L, 
do your time, come home and keep living life. That's it. I mean, you might go to jail, but you won't be there forever necessarily. I know guys that been in and out and they're still living and they're home. Thank you to Sarah Teller for becoming an ABO supporter. I definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Wilfred P who says, please watch the Trayvon Martin hoax movie. It explains all what is happening right now. This is all hoodwinking political agenda. Please watch. I've seen that uh, really good movie. I reached out to the guy and told him, hey, man, you did a great job. I enjoyed him um, exploring the lives of everybody that was involved with it and learning the slang. That was hilarious. Um, thank you for your donation. Shout out to Retro Gamer 81 who says Atlanta police not answering calls. I've, I've been hearing about that. Thank you to T Gunner Girl 85 who says time for blue flu. There it is. I heard about that. Shout out to my man Brandon Tatum. Blue flu was when the police just be like, oh man, you know what? I'm sick. I got to call in. And everybody does it. What are you going to do then? Thank you to Charlotte Cannon who says, you are amazing. Thank you for that. I appreciate you for your very kind words and your, and your super chat emoji. Thank you to Iron Rider who says, the SCOTUS ruling just made not happy about starting a business. Should have known about Gorsuch. Also, it seems that BLM is wishing for anarchy. That's what it appears to be. You know, trying to destroy the country or at least destabilize it. Thank you to the Joker who says it's being reported that Atlanta police officers in zones three, four, and six about on the job. Yeah, if you zone three, four, six, you in a ghetto. Yeah, in some of them zones, it's not a good look. So I'm not, I'm gonna be surprised because what's the point? Why put my life on the line for a small amount of money to only get thrown in jail for doing my job? Why? That is Michael Davis who says, I appreciate your commentary and thoughtfulness. It's rare to publicly hear such honesty about these topics. And no problem, man. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to Jonesy Lee for your mic emoji donation. Thank you to Blondemont93 who says, did you read Twitter is considering to rename the Aunt Jemima syrup Aunt Karen? <laughs> I saw that. I think it was a joke, though, but I, th I did see that. I think it's more racist to take cut people off with products. When you don't have black folks on these products, like, okay, we, we cry about not having representation on products, right? Any kind of people look like us on their products, we complain about that. But then when we get it, we mad about that too because it don't look really right. You know, too dark skin, too light skin. It's, it's so dumb. Thank you to Brian Gray for your donation who says, thank you for your common sense. Keep putting bows on things if you post. And thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Zedders Who Came Sword for the donation. Says one up. Appreciate you. Shout out to Captain Von Eric who said that they put average white housewife on the syrup and call it Mrs. Jenny. Well, everything be cool, you think? Well, I, I guess so. I guess that'd be the case. And then you don't have the black woman on the cover who's been there since, what, 1889, 130 years. I guess that's fine. Just take her off, put a white woman on it. Five years ago, that would have been the problem. But I guess now in the woke society, that's fine. It's, it's really just kind of backwards. Thank you to my name is Thurgood, who says, shout out to Dr. Carol Swain. She's been talking about this for years. Shout out to her. I met her in Atlanta. Great person. Shout out to Trey, the MBD, who says, we're both from P-Town, ABL. We probably know the same criminals. Yep, probably so. I never go back home. You inspired me to create conservative content. And man, thank you for your donation. Definitely appreciate you. Hey, keep on doing what you do, man. We need more people out there speaking the truth. The more of us, the stronger we are. Strength in numbers. Thank you to Matthew Phillips, who says, just want to eat pancakes with syrup and rice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Andrea Chimmers, who says, for all ATL 911 social workers, I was raised in the hood. This won't end well. It's not. It's not going to end well because people don't really understand what happens in these areas. They don't really get it. 
Thank you to Clear Prop for your donation. Thank you to Big Daddy Kane who said, thanks ABO for making a difference. Thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Matthew who says, Taser is not deadly, but being knelt on is fatal. Hey, there you go. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Shreves who says, um, let me see, ABO, they're going to take my cream of wheat next. Yeah, that's next. I almost forgot about cream of wheat. Oh, man. And I used to love cream of wheat. I love cream of wheat. Oh, <laughs> Okay, Shreves, look, man, I thought I thought you were just, you know what I'm saying, just, <laughs> they, they put out a statement, hold on, let's put it on the screen right quick. Okay, B&G Food Statement on Cream of Wheat. Okay, B&G Foods today announced that we are initiating an immediate review of the Cream of Wheat brand packaging. We understand that there are concerns regarding the chef image and we are committed to evaluating our packaging and will proactively take steps to ensure that we and our brands do not inadvertently contribute to systemic racism. <laughs> B&G Foods unequivocally stands against prejudice and injustice of any kind. Okay, so you read that. Now, I'm going to show you what the cream of wheat. I almost forgot about cream of wheat. Man, I grew like I literally grew up on cream of wheat. Okay, now. Explain to me how this image, hold on, I'm pull it up right quick. You guys are going to see it. How is this image of this man on this cream of wheat box? How is that offensive? Tell me. Tell me now. Tell me right now. How is that offensive? I do not understand. It's a black guy with a white suit, red bow tie, white shirt, a chef hat wearing, having a, a bowl. With some with some cream of wheat in it and some steam coming from it, that's it. Where is the racism? No exaggerated features. Has a nice big smile on his face, just like me, like how I would look. Where is the racism? Huh? So what you gonna do? Put a white man on there? That's fine. That that just fix it. So to to fix racism, we're gonna put a white man on the cover to replace the elegantly dressed. Handsome black man. That's what we're going to do. I, I mean, is that is that what the woke mafia wants? Really? Huh? <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, stop. Stop it. That, that's, that's not even the conservative liberal thing. That's just kind of like just dumb. Nobody thought that that was racist. And it says here's something else. It says cream of wheat under pressure to remove mascot over racist origins. Really? Really? That's what we're going to do? Word. <laughs> so, so silly. Crazy. They're talking about how it used to look back in the day, but that's not how it looks now. It's perfectly fine now. It's er everything's all good. And it wasn't that bad back then either. But let's keep on going. Shout out to, um, let me see. Valerie Rogers, who says slavery is spoken of in the Bible. Yes, it is. Thank you to Charles Hunter Jr., who says Cain saying what he said not only demonstrates ignorance of history, but hypocrisy and projection. These liberals always accuse conservatives of that. Exactly. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Jared Bailey, who says, I hope everyone in here is having a good day. I am as well. Hopefully you are. Hopefully everyone else is. Thank you to Morgan 23 for the donation with the, uh, the Superman emoji. 
Thank you to Molly Smile, who says, thank you, thank you for your donation. Thank you to Paul Holbrook for becoming an ABL supporter. Thank you to Maddie McCritic for the big donation. Definitely appreciate you, boss. Thank you to Nippin, who says, if you were to run for state governor, would it be Virginia, West Virginia, or Tennessee? That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I had to come back to you on that one. I, I, like, I like it here in Tennessee. It could be anywhere, really, just wherever I'm at. Shout out to my man. Oh, Anthony, what's up, man? Been a long time. Disagree often, but love seeing you do your thing, bro. Congrats on the show and keeping it real. And thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to JFP85 for becoming an ABL supporter. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Veggies in Vegas who says, just a donation. Shout out to James D who says, Amazing Lucas mentioned Brandon Tatum without saying his name in his live feed right now. He's losing subscribers, including me. He's gone crazy. I, I think he wants to lose subscribers. I think he wants to not go forward with his current branding because he's kind of embarrassed of it. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Thank you to Mr. Wombat who says, these people who think no police is a good idea better keep this in mind. If you think fire EMS services are responding to an insecure or unsecure scene, you're going to be very disappointed. Exactly. They're not. In the fire department for what? Um, what, 23 years without retired as a captain? And he was a captain. He would work with the actual Norfolk Police Department. He would be in the police headquarters working with them. They work hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. People don't really understand that. It's talking about defunding the police. They don't, they don't understand the way society works. You know, they just don't really understand. Shout out to, let me see, Laura Teal, who says, what's up with Pelosi giving Floyd's brother a folded American flag? Folks slapping the face to our veterans and our fallen heroes. I, I saw that. That was really crazy. Really ridiculous. Shout out to John Jay, who says, I show you to my black Haitian 17 year old son today as I thought he'd be interested in the perspective I've been given by a black man. He was shocked that you were able to be a Trump supporter. Hey, <laughs> shout out to your son. Hopefully he can, you know, get on board, get on a Trump train or just be open minded. You know, he might see a thing that he likes and jump onto it. Shout out to Connor Dunn, who says drunk driving out on bail for multiple felonies, resists arrest, punches cop, throws cops to ground, steals taser, shoots taser at cop, gets shot, cop does, CPR, try to keep him alive, cop charge. Exactly. What is a what are we really doing? It doesn't make any sense. It's not computing that they, they can't go to jail for that or at least they shouldldn't go to jail for that. Thank you to JFP 85, who says, Anthony, you are an inspiration. And an icon to all conservatives. God bless you. Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate you. I said that wrong. Since you're an icon and inspiration to all conservatives. And okay, I gotta get to calls right now. You guys on the drill. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. I gotta get something to drink. My throat is about to bust in the flames right now from talking. I'm about to be like Hillary Clinton when she was going through a whole coffin uh phase. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. Let me see. Let's go microphone. That's going to be line and speakers. Okay, good money. All right, Matt, what's going on? Hey, ABL, what's happening? Uh, hey, did you hear the, the, who they're replacing Uncle Ben with? No. Dude, uh, Bernie Sanders, they're calling Uncle Burns. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. He, he's on the box all looking shot out of a cannon, man. <laughs> uh, the, uh, 
the Confederate flag, I these people are taking it down. I got into a debate with a friend about this, and he says, yeah, if you fight for the Confederacy, uh, which basically means you're fighting for slavery, which is, is wrong on several reasons. I won't get into it, waste of time. That the flag represents hate, and you need to take it down. Uh, there's about six Native American tribes, uh, major ones, that fought for the Confederacy, and they all have flags. Mm. Uh, the Cherokee uh, brought their slaves with them on the Trail of Tears, and I, I guess about half the people that died on the Trail of Tears were the slaves because they got the food and medical attention and that kind of stuff last. And there's there's even a group of Native American slaves, like or slaves to Native Americans that are seeking reparations from uh, a lot of the, the original tribes that owned slaves. Yeah, that's interesting because I keep hearing about Trail of Tears. Matter of fact, where I live, there's an actual Trail of Tears trail. Like, I can mm -hmm. walk to it right now. But I don't hear about them keeping their slaves with them. I never really, that's never mentioned. They talk about, oh, you know, it was a sad journey. They had to leave, but they also had slaves. So, I mean, let's keep that in context, too. See, that's what happens when you get rid of these statues and monuments. You just miss little details like that that are kind of important. Yeah, um... One of the things that that didn't stop. Oh, can you still hear me? I hear you well. Yeah. Hold on a second. All right. Can you hear me now? Oh yeah, I got you. Okay. Hey, I was I was gonna say one of the things that uh, didn't stop during the Civil War was the slave trade. Uh, the Fugitive Slave Act. The North continued to return slaves. Uh, the cotton trade was 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 protected. Um, slaves that were captured uh, in uh, basically uh, Union federal territories that were under what they said was called Union occupation because they, the, the North was a different country than the Confederacy. Uh, they returned those slaves and, and they kept them as contraband until, uh, until the aggression was over. So... Uh, they didn't care. The Civil War wasn't about slavery at all. Uh, it, I mean, it had something to do with secession, but not the war. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, my, my where I was born, West Virginia, they were part of the Confederacy when the war started, 1861, but they seceded in 63 with slaves. with slaves. And then when they had their slaves and they, they brought them to the Union with them, soldiers came down from Ohio from the Union and said, hey, we know you guys have slaves. That's fine. But check it out. If they escape, we're going to return them to you. Because our law said we can't have slaves in our uh, territory that are fugitive. We'll bring them back. So if it was about slavery and trying to end slavery, then why were they in enforcing slave laws and allowing new states to come into the Union with slaves? It, it was much deeper than just slavery. Yeah, the secession had a lot to do with slavery, but the war wasn't the same as secession. And I think people, you know, people are kind of confused about that. Even historians are kind of pretty wrong. And yeah. uh, I don't want to keep you long. The, a friend of mine told me that uh, Band-Aids were racist because they didn't come in dark colors. And I said, well, what about toilet paper? It's only white. And, <laughs> sorry, that's crass. Uh, and then the – man, they brought Tupac Pac back with a hologram. They need to bring MLK back because that dude is not – would not be happy with everything that's going on right now. Uh it's, it's out of hand. And um, the last thing I, I want to leave you with, uh, 
please, I don't know if you've ever talked about this. It's called Excited Delirium. And it's, I read uh, some of the transcript of the badge cam video, which is yet to be released on George Floyd. Uh, but the officers were uh, basically trying to treat George Floyd for some, a condition called excited delirium. And there are police training videos you can watch up the wazoo on this whole subject. And uh, there's about a 10% chance that you die of asphyxiation if you're actually suffering this. And uh, asphyxiation is how the autopsy determined George Floyd died. And long story short is that if you take uppers and downers at the same time, like a speedball, um, if if the uppers if you burn through the uppers really fast and then the downers are left, you can actually you can actually go from wanting to get naked and run through the street to uh, dying all of a sudden. So I don't know if you heard this, but that's going to be the defense of the officers in in uh, Minneapolis. I mean, it makes sense because he did have meth and. Um, what was that? Fentanyl and Cisco at the same time. So it, it makes sense. Yep. Uh, thanks for the show. And if you haven't liked this thing, like it right now. I'll watch your likes go up uh, as I let you go. Uh, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, you're the best. Thank you. All right. Let me get to the next call here. 832, you know the line. Who am I speaking to? 832, hello. Hello. Yes. 832, who am I speaking to? Sorry for the ring on your ear, but if if anybody's listening, okay, this is what you got to do. When you call in, be prepared to answer on the phone. If you're watching the stream, there will be a delay, so you cannot talk to me just looking at the stream. Talk to me on the phone. You cannot talk to me looking on the stream because it's going to be a delay. Let me get to the next call. 720, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, BL, this is Russ from Denver. How you doing, man? Everything's good, man. How about yourself? Oh, I'm not doing all right. Um, so uh, I just uh, found out about the recent SCOTUS decisions and was uh, disappointed as uh, by the results. And um, I was listening to uh, Senator Hawley uh, talk about how there is no conservative movement in the judiciary and how um, laws uh, aren't legislated by the House and Senate anymore. They're pretty much uh, done by the courts. And the fact that uh, you have Neil Gorsuch, who uh, trained under uh, Anthony Kennedy as well, and also under uh, Byron White, I wouldn't be, I'm not surprised at all that he kind of voted this way because. Uh, Byron White was a hard liberal for his time, and Anthony Kennedy was always a flip-flopper. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that he would vote this way. I don't know how anyone be, would be surprised by that. So do you think that Gorsuch is more of a liberal than a conservative? I think he's a clone of Anthony Kennedy is what he is. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I was, I was just listening to Senator Hawley, and he couldn't be more right. You know, there, there's no conservative movement in the, in, the, in the judiciary. Liberal judges always try to make policy and vote and put their own agenda into it instead of interpreting the law. Whereas, you know, it seems our conservative justices that we put in that we were so passionate about, they always seem to disappoint us because every now and then they'll waver and join the, the liberals. And it's, it's disappointing. Um, and 
you know, so what? what's the point of having uh, laws on the books if we're not going to uh, interpret and enforce them? That's just really what disappoints me. The, the fact that you have the Civil Rights Act now include uh, gays and transgenders, it, it, nowhere in that act does it say, uh, talk about the uh, plight of the gay and the transgender community. It was written in 1964. Right, exactly. So I just, I just don't understand how Justice Gorsuch would come to that conclusion. It's, it's mind-boggling. And, <laughs> but, you know, heaven forbid if you point this out on social media, oh, you're a homophobe. I mean, no, it's it's just kind of it's just kind of silly, really, because for me, I'm not even I, I, I come at it from this point of view. I say you should discriminate against anybody that you want to if you want to, if you are a privately owned business, not if you're publicly owned. And there shouldn't be any laws in the book say that you have to discriminate or segregate. You know, that's my thing. You should be able to have freedom because back during the Jim Crow days, you could not have uh, blacks, whites together. It was forced segregation. I don't like that. Do whatever you yeah. want to do. Now, if people don't like what you're doing because you're racist or bigoted or whatever, then that's fine. They won't come to your place and you'll go out of business naturally. That's fine. You know, if, if it's a public thing, if it's a government thing and I pay my tax money, then you can't refuse me service just because of my race or whatever or because of, or whatever it is. But you shouldn't be able to say to someone that you must serve or you must do. I'm just not a fan of that. So I, I'm, I was not happy with the decision that they made. No, you also got to think of it this way, though. During the uh, during the reign of Obama's term, when he had both the House and Senate in his favor, they could have added uh, the gay and transgender community into the civil rights act of 1964 they could have amended it they chose not to they they instead they instead say well you know what we'll just let the courts handle it so it just seems like there's there's really no uh legislation anymore uh because everything's just now passed passed on to the courts it's it's disappointing um and you know another thing you were talking about uh, the uh uh these companies taking getting rid of uh, aunt jemima uh, and uncle ben and now the, the cream of wheat person this, this just kind of reminds me of uh, the days of the Khmer Rouge in the 1970s when the, the U.S. pulled out of Vietnam, how they started with their whole year zero policy and uh, ruled uh, Cambodia by force and, and how uh, unmarried men were a menace to society and, were, and would be slaughtered. And, um, and so unmarried men pretty much had to uh, pick a random woman out of the crowd and say, we're engaged to be married. They didn't even know them just to survive. It's when you erase history like that, you're just setting yourself up for totalitarianism. And I think that's what these, these uh, guys want. You know, now you have the tearing down the statues and getting rid of um, what makes the brands great. Uh, you know, now we as Trump supporters can say, well, you know what? We're just not going to buy those brands anymore. You know, here's the thing. These, uh, you know, companies like uh, uh, Mars and, uh, Quaker and I mean, they're they're run by millennials now, right? And they'll say, "Good, we don't want you buying our brands because we we don't support racism. And if you don't want to buy our brands because of what uh, what we're doing, then fine. You're just a bunch of racist, sexist, bigot, homophobes. We don't want you buying our our brands. We're not taking your money. So please boycott us." <laughs> right, right. I'm with you, man. Hey, th thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you.
Yep. Take care. All right. Shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. All right. Let's get to the next call. The number to call is 434-658-1220. All right, Carly, on the line, 647, who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, you're speaking to Jamie, calling from Canada. How are you doing tonight? Everything's good, man. Can't complain about yourself. Not too bad, but I got to say, I'm offended. I'm really offended right now. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not Italian. I'm going to say that straight away. But on behalf of Italian-Americans, I got to say, Chef Boyardee is really offensive to me. And you got to get that guy off those cans of ravioli. I mean, if you look at him, he looks like an Italian version of the cream of wheat guy. So if the cream of wheat guy is offensive, then Chef Boyardee has got to be offensive. we got to get him off the cans, right? Yeah, that, that's and, right. You know, yeah. Mr. Queen, Mr. I mean, I haven't really figured out how to be offended yet, but I'll figure something out and I'll be offended by him. And we got to get rid of him, too. <laughs> so it's, now, in the way I'm, I'm just now seeing that I, I forgot about it he looks like identical he, he has like the little um the head like the scarf rather than the tie it's the same thing though like the hat is the same way it's the same white shirt it's like they pretty much copied and pasted a white guy for a black guy <laughs> it's like the same it, that's, that's funny I, I didn't even notice that before well you know once we run out of uh black people on packaging to to be mad about we're gonna have to start going to Italians and maybe the Chiquita banana lady, maybe we got to get her off the bananas too because that's offensive, and it'll never stop. Right. But tell me this. So, ABL, if you decide you want to make cookies, you want to you launch a brand of ABL cookies and sell them, and you want to put your face on the package, <laughs> is that racist? Well, we're going to have to get your, pack, your face off the package? I, I guess so. I guess now that it'd be racist because I'm a dark-skinned guy. And I have features that you, you can know that I'm, you know I'm black. I'm not a person that you would think, oh, is he black or not? You know I'm black. So I guess that would be offensive nowadays because Aunt Jemima looks like one of my family members, like identical. So that's offensive. So I guess I would be offensive as well. So just looking black is offensive now, apparently, to the SJWs. Yeah, yeah, but see, then so just a few... We want everybody to look like <laughs> Colin Kaepernick? Is that, is that the kind of black guy we need to sell products? That, that's it. That's what we want. So, okay, all right, I'm on board. If we can't use black faces, black people to sell products anymore, okay, that's fine. All these sports guys out there that have endorsement deals with Nike and Reebok and all these things, and they're using their face to sell uh, tennis shoes, we got to stop that too because, I mean, if I'm using the same logic these people are using, then this must be racist. We can't use black people to sell anything. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I want to say. You know what? The, 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 it's time for us to all grow up, okay? So the kids have been running around for the last few months. It's like there's a big party, and we're letting the kids run wild, and they're wrecking everything. They're doing graffiti. They're looting. It's time for us to put the kids down for a nap, okay? <laughs> the grown-ups need to come in, put their big boy pants on, and they need to take the country back. Because I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, as I said, I'm Canadian, and watching what's happening in America – it's like uh, it's like death by a thousand pinpricks. Little by little, all these things are eroding. You're you're pulling down all your statues, and I guess I don't know what's going to happen with all this air, this land now that has no statues. Maybe you'll put up a George Floyd statue and a, I don't know a Rashard Brooks statue, and and who knows what else. And 
you know, you're, the cops, you're getting rid of the police force. So apparently law and order is not an important part of democracy. I always thought that law and order was the, the foremost uh, thing you needed for democracy to, to work. But apparently not. So you're going to fire all your cops. And then I guess you're just going to have, like, the McMichaels brothers uh, roaming the streets trying to stop crime. And, you know, good luck with that. Exactly. 100% correct. And you know what? You want to talk about, you know, the coronavirus right now? We're talking about the second wave, and we're worried about how bad the second wave's going to be. Let me tell you about the second wave of this social unrest. All these charges that people have been throwing out willy-nilly against police, these are all going to go to trial. And guess what? The way I'm looking at some of these cases, they seem very weak. And some of these guys are going to get off. And then when they get off and, you know, these murder charges get dropped at some of these police, what's going to happen then? It's going to be 1993 Rodney King trial all over again. I mean, I don't know why people don't, don't see that. Yeah, yeah, hopefully not. But, <laughs> but th thank you for the call, man. Definitely Sorry, appreciate you. Oh, it's, it's all good, man. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Talk to you later, Abel. I know. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. The number to call you is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220-803. You on the line? Who am I speaking to? Hey, my name's Sarah. All righty. What's going on? Um. Well, I'm kind of nervous. I've never done this before. Um. I'm calling. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book. It's called uh, War on Cops. It's written, written by Heather McDonald. It came out in like 2000, I think it was 2016 or 2015 when the um, Ferguson riots were going on. Okay. I've, I've not heard of it, and, but it sounds interesting. Um, yeah, I read it when I was in, um, I did it for like a presentation in my criminal justice class in college. And it's a fantastic read for anybody who, I mean, it touches on everything that's even going on right now in our climate. Right. So it's, it's written by Heather McDonald. If you looked it up, like, um, it got, like, a whole bunch of bad reviews by the press. They wanted to, like, pretend that there wasn't a war on cops. Right, of but course. It's, it's actually pretty well written. <laughs> yeah, you know, the press, they, they're terrible. Man, they, they just, they, they'll, they'll lie. They'll push certain narratives. And they have major outside influence, a lot of Chinese influence on the left and the right now, but definitely uh, on the left, a lot of Chinese influence. It's, it's really crazy what they're doing. And I think now people are starting to wake up and say, OK, I see what's going on. Like, I could see something happening right outside my window. I, I see it from my, I see it with my own two eyes and they're telling me something different than what I see. So people are starting to wake up right now and realize that they're not really uh, being truthful and honest. So, yeah, they're terrible. They are terrible, and um, without, like, giving out any information, I'm pretty secretive. Um, a very, very, very close person to me is actually a police officer in a very big, violent city. Mm. And, um, like, the amount of rights that get stripped, even from um, the police, on a daily basis is, I, I think the public, if they actually knew would be astonished like what we saw today with um the charging of the officers in atlanta was, was something that happens all the time where the officer's bill of rights is being essentially stripped from them 
Yeah, that's crazy because you should be able to defend yourself regardless of if you're a police officer, civilian, or whatever. And if you can't do that, then what's the purpose in becoming a police officer? I mean, and... The well, there really is no purpose then. The, the, the money is not excellent, so just go, you know, be a truck driver or something else. Like, that's going to be the end result. You're going to have less officers or less qualified officers, and you're going to have more violence on the streets. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what's happening. In a lot of these big cities, they want to recruit from the cities, but, I mean, a lot of the people that do apply to work in these cities, a lot of them have criminal records. Oh, yeah. I know that's something that, like, people, but they'll, like, kick people back who even have, like, you know, simple marijuana possession on there, which I would argue isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, obviously, we don't want, like, felons on the police force, but it would give an opportunity for people in cities to see somebody who made a mistake and then was able to come back from it. But see, the thing is, they got they have those standards for a reason, because my dad at one point was a recruiter for the fire department. He was talking about that same thing, how you would try to find guys and they have, you know, drugs in their background and stuff like that. And once you kind of loosen those standards, it gets kind of weird because let's say you really fight for a particular person to get into the, the police force or uh, the fire department, whatever, with a, a drug charge on their record. They get in there and then they get busted again for drugs or they do something wrong, criminal misconduct. What are they going to say? Oh, he was he had a prior record for drugs and let him in anyway. He shouldn't have been there. He was a red flag in the academy. What's, what's going to happen? So then it makes the whole department have to suffer as a result of that person that got in there that shouldn't have been in there. And then if you reduce standards all the way, not, not saying you're saying that, but some people would say have very low standards. That happened in Miami during the whole cocaine cowboys thing of the 70s and 80s. And they said one entire class, um, one entire academy class either got locked up or died. The entire class because they had such low standards due to the streets being so unsafe and being unruly. And that would be the case here if you don't support the police officers at all from the, you know, from from the government level, like, you know, the mayor, et cetera. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a I think what's really irritates me, which actually made me call in because I would, I would never do this. I'm like a passive watcher of things um, is the fact that I don't think there's any leadership right now. I haven't seen a single person like a strong leader. And I was a Trump supporter. I mean, I probably still am. Um, but I'm very disappointed in I, I'm kind of disappointed in him right now. I haven't seen like the strong leadership that I'd really like to see from him, especially he came in really strong during his campaign rallies and he looked like a strong leader, but it seems like now he's kind of backing off on things and it, it disappoints me a little bit. Well, I, I, I feel where you're coming from. I feel like there are some things that could be done better, but I feel like he's best that we got now that's available because I'm looking at anybody else that'd be in there right now. And they'd be a total puppet to whatever outside entity would, would, would be there. And as my left or right, a lot of these guys are just puppets, especially if you're on the left. I mean, good grief. You're talking about things that would be much I don't even worse. know who you would go. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're talking about Iran war, Syria war of Korea, everybody. It, it'd be a total dumpster fire. But, hey, thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. All right. Shout out to the caller for the call. Most certainly appreciate it. Thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience on the internet. 
if you like what you're hearing so far, um, give me a thumbs up on the video. That helped me out a whole lot. If you're listening on an audio streaming platform, give me a five-star rating, a review, a share, whatever you can over there. And if you are a first-time viewer, go ahead and hit the bell when you subscribe because you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. All righty. So let's go ahead and keep on rocking here. Oh, and again, the number to call 434-658-1220. And then there is an email. If you want to get in through Skype, that'll be in the description box below. Shout out to all the trolls in the building. If you are a troll and you've been in here for longer than two seconds, then you are a fan. So hopefully you're enjoying the show with the regular audience. Welcome, welcome. Let's get to the next call. 480, you're in line. Who am I speaking to? 480. Hello? Yes, who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, who am I speaking to? Oh, hi. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. It was breaking up. My name is Melina, um, and my mom is Cindy. We're both here. All righty, what's going on? Jim. Oh, Anthony? Hello? Hi, it's my mom right here. Hi, Anthony. Hello, how are you? Good. I just wanted to tell you that we absolutely love you, that we thank God for you every day, and um, I just thank you for saying what you say and helping everybody to um, understand better what's going on, and uh, I just want you to keep it up and that you have a lot of people that care about you and um, are just praying for you too. And I just thank you. Yes. I appreciate your video so much. Well, thank you for that. I, I appreciate y'all. You guys are great. Yeah. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you so much. All right. No problem. Bye-bye. All right. Now take care. Okay. Thank you. All right, shout out to the call. I appreciate y'all for for the for the very kind words. All right, we got a lot of calls on the line. If you're still trying to get in, just keep on trying. I'm gonna try to get everybody on as soon as I can. Let's go to the next call. Eight three two, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Heather in Houston. How are you, ABL? I'm doing pretty good. Can't, can't complain. How about yourself? I'm good. I tried calling earlier and I couldn't hear you, so and I got disconnected. Um, I wanted to ask you just real quick, kind of off off topic, but on topic. Have you seen any articles about George Floyd's brother uh, requesting the UN to intervene? I, I've heard about that. I've not seen articles about it, but I have heard about it. Um, what was that yeah. about, like defunding Google the police it. or something? No, it's about um, oversight, investigation of policing and racism in the U.S. It, the ACLU on their Twitter page. There's actually uh, a video of him addressing the UN. And then I saw some other articles where they're holding urgent meetings. Okay. Well, I don't, so, that, that probably won't really go anywhere. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully know. not. But if you wouldn't mind when you have time, Google it, see what you can find out. I'd appreciate your comments on it. Okay. It's I'll check it concerning. out. I, I, I def, okay. I'll check it out for you. Okay. Thank you, ABL. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Uh-huh. Have a good day. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great calls. 
And thank you all for being here. You guys are fantastic. Let me get to the next call. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, uh, 434-658-1220. It's right there on the bottom of the ticker. And it'll also be in the description box below. Let's check it out. 718, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, uh, what's going on? My name's Randy. How you doing? <laughs> I didn't expect to get through. Oh, it's all good, man. What's happening? Uh, uh, well, obviously, just want to preface by saying, you know, obviously appreciate everything you do. Uh, I think it's uh, pretty bold to stand up, go against the green, you know what I mean? But I wrote down my questions. So I'll be really quick. Uh, okay. So uh, what are your thoughts right there, on, like, the uh, black community's culture, you know, already, like, not working with police and causing issues, like, protecting and fixing communities, like, kind of the culture of not wanting to work with police to begin with, not wanting to be called a rat, like, what kind of ramifications do you feel like this is going to have, um, especially on those communities going forward? I mean, it's already been happening. It's not even a thing that's new. It's been going on for a long time. Like, this whole thing of, you know, no snitching, you know, like, you see that, like, especially, like, urban inner city everywhere in, in, in the black areas, no snitching, I ain't going to tell nobody nothing, and, you know, not cooperate with the police at all. What, what happens is the same group of people that go around committing crimes are just allowed to do it over and over and over again. And they victimize the black community. So it's like, all right, right, right. you, you want to talk about no snitching. You want to not be a rat, but you're hurting yourself. You're hurting your own people. You hurt your own community. So that's the issue. And then with the current thing that's happening right now with the whole defund the police and I hate cops, all this, that, and the third, that's going to just make the neighborhood more dangerous because or there may be some deterrent, even if there's no snitching and stuff like that. Well, really, the whole thing about no snitching ain't even real either, because that's that's kind of a misnomer about no snitching, because guys will tell if the police get them into a corner. Like, here's here's the thing. In the black community, people don't people people don't really go and volunteer information to the police if they don't have to. Sometimes they might, but a lot of times they don't. If you get right. a person that gets caught by the police. And they get put into a room and they say, hey, you know what? Tell me everything. And if you don't, we're going to send your mom to jail, your granddaddy to jail, and you won't ever come home. You got a daughter. She's two years old, right? But guess what? When you come home, she'll be um, about, 50, about 50 years old. So what you going to do? You miss graduation, all of that, marriage, all of that. They're going to tell. Right. But you, but you got them get to the point where you get them caught by the police. So if the police aren't there, then you have no deterrent. Right. I feel like it's a huge catch-22 because you're only amplifying the problems that already existed by doing all this. And perhaps that's what they want. You know what I mean? But uh, to me, it's, it's, it's not even a double-edged sword, I would say. It's just it's, it's making problems worse and then blaming someone else as they get worse, even though the issues that originally caused that is what you're fighting against. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Uh, but the other question I just wanted to ask was about, like, celebrity culture. I see a huge issue with celebrity culture, especially with corporations and all of these institutions that even Pride Month, you see the flags everywhere. You see them getting behind this extremist organization, which just a year or two ago, the FBI designated an extremist organization. Now there's great support from these corporations, but it's really, to me, they're running cover for what they cause. I mean, a lot of these corporations for money, they abuse visa programs, immigration reforms. They abuse the hell out of it which further causes issues in these communities. And then they jump on Twitter and support these movements and donate money to these movements, which is no big deal to them. What's a hundred million to them 
when they're making billions by exploiting these communities. But I, I just don't understand as a Democrat policies, I mean, or as, or as Democrats, why no light is shined on these issues of these corporations, actually the ones that are responsible for these communities being consistently pushed down class-wise and money-wise. And, you, you know, like what could be done about that? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe the narrative will change and now we'll push things in the right direction. But this celebrity culture of following a celebrity, no matter what they say, when these are the people that are literally causing the issues. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what can be done to really combat that. People just need to find more solace in their own families and their own friends rather than this whole celebrity culture. And I think this whole thing with the virus has kind of cut some of that down a little bit as far as celebrity culture because it's it's been no movies, there's been no new television shows. So that could be kind of a blessing in disguise. We see less celebrity culture. But now, you know, you still got, I think people still want something to, someone to kind of follow, even if not a good person. But maybe we need to just kind of amplify good people to follow rather than the bad people. But thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. Before I let you go, I, I, have, I, have, I, have, I have, I have, small time. I got limited time, so I'm sorry. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you for the call. All right. Shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him, and thank you all for being here. You guys are fantastic, and you guys on the drill. The number to call is four three four six five eight one two two zero. Again, four three four six five eight one two two zero. All right, let's go to the next call. Let's go 602. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Augustina. All righty, what's going on? Hey, hey, I just wanted to thank you for uh, reading out my super chat, um, kind of about that rally idea. I don't know <laughs> how feasible it is. We're 17 days away from the 4th of July, and I think it would take, you know, a nice grassroots movement to, to get people moving and uh, to get gathered up just to just to say, hey, we're out here. We have voices, too, and you can't just shut us out and shut us up. I mean, it sounds good to me. I think people would really be for it. You know, 4th of July, perfect time. Weather's nice. They want to get out. They've been cooped up for a while with the virus. Yeah, I say I think it could have some legs for sure. All right. Well, I mean, hey, anything you can do to, to pass it along. And, you know, I think it's kind of a, a generic if you just kind of set it at noon at your state capitol, show up, be patriotic. Absolutely. Be, be kind, you know. I think I think everyone needs to know that everyone could be welcome in this situation because it's not just Republicans' voices that are being um, um, suffocated. That's right, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I just wanted to keep it short and sweet, and thank you again for all you do. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, have a good one. Same to you. Bye. All righty. Shout out to the call. I most certainly appreciate her. And thank you all for being here. Let's get to the next call. All right. Now, I cannot take off slow mode, sir, because I got to have the chat. I got to be able to see the chat, too, because I got to be able to, you know, see what's going on. All right. Yeah, have a good one. Oh, man, magnificent. What's going on? What's going on, man? Can you hear me? I hear you. I hear you well, man. What's happening? And my camera's on and everything. Okay, your cool. camera, your mic, everything's perfect. Perfect, man. Dang, man, your channel's growing, man. I need to get some of these subscribers from you. <laughs> this is great. This is great, man. Now, nah, for real, I need to get on the the thing with you and Brandon Tatum because I see you guys been doing the live streams and things. 
And I think we black conservatives, man, we need to stick together right now. We need to carry the torch for this country, for our community, for everybody, because you see there's so much division right now. Like, I'm so overwhelmed with it, man. I'm bombarded. I have one of those generic inboxes, you know, where I just send coupons and everything from restaurants. And every single email I got for the past like two weeks has all been like, we here at such and such restaurant stand <laughs> with Black Lives Matter. We wow. want you to know we love black people. Basically, everybody is coming out and kowtowing, bending the knee, just bowing. I just I, it's it's the cringiest thing ever. You know, all the videos, of people kissing feet and washing feet and doing all the weird, cringy stuff. I mean, I've never seen any kind of worship like this in my life. It's so it creeps me out, but it pisses me off at the same time because it's all fake. It's all for show. It's all to get Trump out of office. And everybody who's being honest knows that. But they're pretending like they actually care. I'm like, where was all this this passionate corporate activism like two years ago? Where was it six months ago? Now, all of a sudden, because of the George Floyd situation, he's been propped up as a martyr and everybody's just worshiping at the shrine of, of him. And it's just I don't know what to do, man, because I've been speaking out more than ever before, but I see that they're tearing at the fabric of this country, the social fabric, the little bit that we had left, you know, politicizing everything, dividing us, banning all these things, basically just destroying anything that people use for escapism. For me, it was football. NFL, that was my that was my thing. But I actually think this is going to be the first year, and I know a lot of conservatives haven't done it for a long time. But this is going to probably be the first year that I do not pay for Sunday ticket. I'm not going to watch my Broncos because now they're trying to bring Kaepernick back in and just drive that wedge. They're dividing everything, man. Like, it's just the craziest thing. So I, I just really needed to vent. I know you got a lot of people on here, but I want to get your thoughts on everything as far as how they're dividing the country and how they're tearing at the fabric. Yeah, I really don't like it. And I feel like it's just all for what you were saying. It's just about... You know, people trying to get money and or prevent from losing money, because what if you don't say, you know, I support Black Lives Matter? You know, people getting fired for like one lady on her Facebook page say, you know, I don't support Black Lives Matter and got fired from her job. So it's like, you know, you basically have a gun in your head and you're being told to basically support this crazy movement that is destroying the black community, the white community, the whole country, everybody. It's, it's just really kind of a weird thing that we're in right now. And I feel like a lot of it is just because of social media, uh, people are just stuck to their phones. And if they see a thing on there that they pretty much uh, believe in, they roll with it. Just like the virus. When the when their phones and the media were saying, hey, the virus is here. Don't go outside ever. People were literally staying at home, never leaving. Like, I think Tom Green went on Joe Rogan and said that he, he didn't leave his house for months. And when he would buy stuff, like he would get food sent to his house he would not touch it for three days. It'd be in room for three days sitting before you would touch it because that was, I guess, the half-life of the virus. I mean, really crazy and above and beyond. But just one week later, past that, everybody's outside 25, 35,000 deep because of Black Lives Matter. People are just being, they're just like sheep, they're brainwashed. And these companies know it. The media knows it. Politicians know it. And they're taking advantage of it. And like you said, it's up to us. The black conservatives are pretty much just lead the country in the right direction because if you're white, you can't say anything. You get silenced. But what are you going to do with me? What are you going to do with you? So I think that's right on point with what you said. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because you we know how these businesses work. They want to cash in every season. That's why they put Christmas stuff out during the holidays. 
They put out all the rainbow stuff in June. But now it's like, we can cash in, we can get the mask, we can get these designer masks, you can get a Nike mask, or you can get a Black Lives Matter mask. It's just crazy. You can see who's easily controlled because they're wearing masks and they're protesting and they're demonstrating. I live up here in Florida and I drove down this street, this random street, and there was a white kid on the corner with a sign that says Black Lives Matter. And he looked pretty genuine. He looked like he actually really is down for the cause. I think a lot of people are getting trapped in this activism because it's cloaked in, you know, something that most people would think is positive. Like, yeah, of course I think Black Lives Matter. But the saddest thing is they don't actually care because 52, was it 52% of homicide victims are black people? But nobody talks about it because the killers are black. So how can Black Lives Matter? How can they collect all this money and funnel it in to the Democrat Party, knowing damn well it's not going to get paid to black families in need? It's going towards other causes. They're, everybody's cashing in on black plight right now. And yeah, without the black conservative, it would be a wrap. It would be a wrap. We are the thorns in the side like Candace Owens has been on fire for the last like three, four months. I've never seen her just, she's been going hard in the paint. You've been going hard in the paint. Brandon Tatum, I've been doing it, Uber guy. So I just think we gotta, we gotta stick together because man, the thing is Trump has lost so much momentum. You think about it, they've taken away all of his reelection talking points. He can't talk about the unemployment numbers. He can't talk about the stock market. He can't talk about falling crime. So they knew exactly what they were doing. And now with this coronavirus, they're, they're trying to pick that back up. I'm getting all these notifications. Such and such NFL player just got the coronavirus. Ezekiel Elliott. I'm like, why are you telling me that a young adult with a healthy immune system got sick? Who cares? But they're doing that to keep this going. So how do you think? And then I'll, I'll wrap up after this. How do you think that Trump can regain the momentum and get back to talking about what's going to get him reelected? Because I'm a little bit concerned at this point. Well, I think that he can just talk about what you just said, like what has been done, what the Democratic Party has done, how, to, how they're trying to destroy the nation, how they're trying to capitalize on tragedies, how they're trying to capitalize on the virus. Don't talk, just, just be real and talk about what's going on, because I think we all know what's happening. Everybody can see it. Nobody's blind out here. So all you got to do is just be real and talk about it that way. And, you know, speak about how the Democratic Party have not done very well. All these you know, episodes of police brutality and stuff like that are happening in largely uh, Democratic areas, Minneapolis, Democratic area, ATL, Democratic area, free out of Washington, Democratic area. Talk about their failures, talk about our successes and talk about how if you want success rather than failure, that you need to be going out there and voting the proper way in the election, the general and also the midterms, every election, go out there, vote early, vote often. That's how it's got to be, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I'll be at his, his next rally in Florida. I know he's in Tulsa this weekend. You know I got hired with Right Side Broadcasting. So uh, for your audience, if you guys want to check me out, just type in Magnificent, or you can check me out on Right Side Broadcasting because that's where I'll be. I'll be a political correspondent, be making my debut at the Florida rally when it's announced. I don't know where it'll be, but I'll be there. Excellent, man. Excellent, man. Look forward to seeing yes, you sir. there. Thank you for the call as always. Definitely appreciate you. Yes, sir. Peace out. Peace. All right. That was my man, Mike Nificent. I put his uh, link right there in the chat, as you can see from the screen right beside me. Click on right now. Go ahead and subscribe. And he is with, uh, I think he said, what, Right Side Broadcasting. You guys go ahead and subscribe to them as well so you can check them out at the Florida rally when it happens, for sure. All righty.
And thank y'all for being here. We got a lot of calls on the line. I'm going to try to get to everybody as soon as I can. Y'all just hang tight. I got super chats on that. I'm going to get to those right quick and then I'm going to get right back to the calls. All righty. Thank you to Veronica for the donation. Thank you to DM who says, is America worth fighting for anymore? I'm discouraged. It is worth fighting for. We're going through a lot right now. But once we come out on the other end of it, we'll still be the most desirable place to be on the planet for sure. But thank you for your donation. Shout out to Double O Tyrone who says, these are the same people who say no guns. Then they also say, no, keep up. <laughs> oh, what, we, we mean no, no police. Keep up the good ABL. Thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you to um, Mino. Oh, hold on. Mingoism. Mingoism. There you go. Who says, ABL, the man on the criminal wheat cereal box was a real chef from the Caribbean. It makes sense. You know, but, you know, I guess anybody that looks, anybody that's black from prior to, I guess, 1960 is racist. <laughs> so I guess my, my, my grandparents, my great grandparents, they were all just, if, if there was a picture of them on the wall at my house, that's racist. I have pictures of my great, great grandparents dressed like, you know, how you would think a so-called caricature would dress, but it wasn't no caricature. Like they had suits and stuff. They look beautiful. Okay. But somebody would see that and be like, oh, that's racist. Really? These are my great grandparents here. Like, and they have on suits and ties and my great grandmother had on like a dress. How is that racist? It's crazy. I guess because they black in this old picture, it means it's racist. Dumb. Shout out to um, TNN and Raw Vantrez who says make big rocks into little rocks ABL 2020. Yeah, big rocks, little rocks all day long. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Jessica Deitzman who says, I don't understand why these products were perfectly fine two weeks ago, but now they are causing emotional harm to people. The same people that are complaining today bought two of them, bought mine two weeks ago, exactly. You know, like I was saying, I grew up with um, Uncle Ben, Aunt Jemima, Cream of Wheat. Like, I grew up on all that. You know, Cream of Wheat, before you go to school in the morning, um, I didn't like, I don't like grits. Shoot me, I don't, it, it, whatever you want to, sue me, I don't like grits. I like criminal wheat, that's my, that's my wave. Criminal wheat or oatmeal. Grits, I'm not a fan. But anyway, um, pe people are going to get mad about that. But criminal wheat was my wave. Uh, Aunt Jemima, that was my wave on the pancakes. And, and, and what else? Um, Uncle Ben's with the rice, the brown rice. Uncle Ben's on good. That, that, was, that was my thing. But now all of a sudden it's racist. Because probably a bunch of white liberals in the think tank in San Francisco said it. But anyway, shout out to uh, Talix001 who says, maybe they'll replace Aunt Jay and Uncle B with Sarah Silverman and Trudeau and Blackface. <laughs> hey, you know what? I was saying that maybe they replaced them with uh, Kim Kardashian and Bruce Jinder. How about that? All right. Shout out to Mr. Tix who says, don't people want to know the truth? This is part of the new communist world order, taking away history and everything. Anarchy is the only thing that can destroy a democracy. There you go. Thank you to Sandy Hill, who says, love you, ABL, keep spreading the word. Will do. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to the Arizona Report for donating 1776. Great donation. Who says, thank you, ABL. Thank you for your donation. Definitely appreciate you, boss. Thank you to the great area, who says, why don't NBA NFL players quit sports and give the money back since black players aren't allowed, weren't allowed to play at one point in time? Us black folks are spoiled and soft. MLK and ancestors ain't died for this. Exactly. 100%. You know, that's, that was the NBA, right? I mean, are we going to go back to a time where you only had, uh, what, who was that, um, uh, uh, Bob Cousy and all them playing? Are we going to go back to that time? Or are we going to embrace how far we have come, right? How, how far we have come to where you got guys from all over the world playing the game. And it don't really matter if you're black, white, 
Puerto Rican candy shop. You could be anybody. As long as you're good, you could play. Same thing with football, baseball, whatever. If you're good, you could play. Thank you to Veronica, who says, keep up the great work. ABL, listening from Laredo, Texas. God bless you with the prayer emoji. Thank you for your donation and your very kind words. Most certainly appreciate you. Thank you to Stephanie and Behe, who says, remember when James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, um, got the Lucky Charms Leprechaun band because of Irish racism and the college did it. <laughs> I do remember that. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to... Ian Kenny, who says they're reversing everything. Colored people was racist. Now people of color is politically correct. Now we're moving black representation for marketing. Right. At one point, if you did not have black folks on your marketing, that was racist. Now, if you do have black folks on the marketing, that's racist too. So I'm just kind of confused. I'm spinning around in circles. Thank you for their donation. Thank you to Hudson Jackson II, who says, Land of Lakes removed a Native American woman from its products. Now I'm wondering if the Los Santos Police Department will be canceled in light of recent anti-cop campaign. Hey, that's, that's probably going to be next. Everything is canceled nowadays. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to, um, let me see, Santo Bartez, who says, if the KKK tried to cancel Aunt Jemima or Uncle Ben's, people would be up in arms. But Black Lives Matter, L-I-A-S, and my, that's how I said, he said BLM. And SJWs are really, are literally erasing blacks' iconography while screaming about rep representation. Exactly, you want to rep to represent it, but you also don't want the black icons that have been there for like 130 years to be there. So, how do you want one thing while you're screaming against it being there? That's crazy. That, shout out to Zedoku's King Sword who says, "Will they go after the Amish for quote unquote lack of diversity?" A hey, probably so. Thank you to Billy Simmons for the thumbs up donation. Shout out to Alvin Paul, who says, game over. Thank you to Lonesome Star Cattle Company, JW, who says, thanks for being you. No problem. Thank you to New Wave Bossa Nova for the uh, super chat emoji. Shout out to Noreen Ryan, who says, I grew up on criminal wheat, too. Also eat it with today with raisins. Exactly. Shout out to Boo Voodoo, who says, God bless you, ABL. God bless you, too, as well. Thank you. Thank you to The Motley 969 for the donation. Thank you to Isaac Gordon for the donation. Thank you to Beth Marie Evans who says, I cannot find you on Brandon Tatum's show. Um, well, look recently in a few of the live streams I'm there. I I'm definitely there. And you can see it if you go to his channel, you can see like some of the, it'll be like the four-way split thumbnail. I'm on those shows over the past about three weeks. Thank you to Theo Jen who says, ABO knows the truth about slavery. I do. I know all about it. Shout out to Cuddy who says, I'm one of the people whose twin thinks I'm racist. <laughs> That's crazy. Like somebody called me a while ago, like last week, week before that, they said that their twin thinks they're racist. I think it was a twin brother. Cuddy says, um, we're both chicks, not identical. No joke. It's because I sent her videos of Larry Elder on systemic racism and Thomas Sowell on welfare. That's crazy. <laughs> Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Joyce Redland, who says, Alan West and Houston warned rioters not to come to Texas Alamo and start mess. Don't mess with Texas. It was rumored they were coming June 19th. Yeah, don't do that. And what's the point of coming on Juneteenth? What does Alamo got to do with Juneteenth? It's stupid. And have you heard in the chat, talking to everybody in the chat, have you heard that Juneteenth will now be a paid holiday in some states? I think Virginia and somewhere else. That's been a that's been an unofficial thing that we celebrated in the black community for like over like 100 years, at least about 130 years. We celebrated that. So why is it now all of a sudden going to be a paid holiday? And how, how about how are you going to have everybody celebrate that? What if you have a racist person celebrate Juneteenth and get paid to go be at home that day? 
ridiculous. But anyway, thank you for your donation. Shout out to uh, Hardgate Restoration who says, love your show, ABL. Keep up the good work. Keep spreading the truth. Will do. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Melody Wilson who says, how can I call in? The number to call is 434-658-1220. There's also a Skype email in the description box. Oh, people say, what is Juneteenth? I'll explain that right quick. Uh, Juneteenth, that's June 19th. And that day was the day where um, Gordon Granger came to Gallatin, Texas with Union soldiers and declared to them that they had been freed. The, the actual date was June 19th, 1865. They had already been freed in the South on January 1st, 1863. But they didn't know it yet because, you know, you're way far out there, far west, news travel slow there was no cell phone there was no internet so they had to travel to galveston texas to tell them hey you guys are free and also to enforce the freedom order so it was kind of an informal thing every year they would come to galveston it'd be kind of a migration to galveston to celebrate the end of slavery in that particular town and it kind of spread out to other black communities so every june 19th is like um kind of like a little, a little celebration a little party Kind of like a, a black independence day, if you will. I always celebrated it because that's my dad's birthday, which is on Friday. I got to call him. And my uncle, that's also his birthday. Not my dad's brother, but my dad's uncle. It's like my great uncle. So we go up to have like a little birthday party in D.C. and also celebrate Juneteenth. It'd be a cookout, kind of a family gathering. You know, sometimes they might, they might play games. It's just like the 4th of July, basically, but it's a black thing. So I always knew what it was growing up as a kid. So that's a little boy, but that's not a very well-known thing. But the reason why it's now a paid holiday is because Trump was going to have their rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Juneteenth. Then that became this whole big kerfuffle. So now they want to just try to capitalize on that and make it a paid holiday in certain states. <laughs> I mean, even though people don't even know what that is. Like, what's Juneteenth? What's that? So now you know. June 19th, 1865, that was the end of slavery in Galveston, Texas. Although it had already been ended two and a half years before. Alrighty. Shout out to uh, Todd Paz who says, what is your thoughts on Rick Wilson and the cancel culture trying to shut down Domino's Pizza from an eight-year-old tweet that included Kelly McEnany? That was so dumb. I mean, Kelly McEnany, how old is she anyway? She probably was like in high school back then. Hold on, let me, let me look her up right quick. Kelly McEnany age, how old is she? She's 32, so she wasn't in high school, but she was like, what, uh, 24? So not that far from college? I mean, come on. She was not even, she was nowhere near the Trump administration. And why would you try to cancel um, Domino's because of Kelly McEnany saying that she likes the pizza? How was that a political thing? Rick Wilson is a moron. And wasn't he the guy that, isn't he the guy that's behind the Lincoln Project, the so-called Republicans, quote-unquote, that are against Trump? And they put Trump in a Confederate flag tie but then if you go on his Instagram page, there's a Confederate flag cooler. It's like you're a moron and a hypocrite. <laughs> like, stop it, man. Cut it out. <laughs> I mean, like, let's just let's just you want to dig in her past, but you can't dig in your past. OK, I got it right on, bucko. Let's get to the next super chat. Shout out to Iron Raider, Iron Rider, pardon me, who says some more bad news in Omaha, Nebraska. A cafe got closed down for, quote unquote, offensive reasons. Not sure if it was offensive or not. Your thoughts? I have no idea what happened, so I can't really give my thoughts on it. But thank you for your donation. Shout out to um, everybody here. I'm going to get to the calls and then back Super Chats at the end. All righty. 
712, you're in line. I'm speaking to Hey, Bill. This is Al from Iowa. How are we doing tonight? Hey, thanks. Great, man. How about yourself? Good. Better than I deserve, I should say. Hey, I'm going to start out with, I didn't heard you the other day here. You were saying, uh, basically, you're kind of a man that studies history, and so have I. Uh, basically, let me see, history has a repeat of a chance of repeating itself, and if you don't study it, you're doomed. I remember something like that. So, let me see here. Tim, Tim, Tim uh, Kane. Is that his name, Tim Kane? Yeah, Tim Kane. Tim Kane. Okay, let's start with him. Okay, he said basically the United States created slavery, and you explained it excellently. No, it's been, slavery's been clear, and even you look clear in the Bible. It's clear back, you know, years ago. So I guess he doesn't know his history, so he's doomed. So let's just face that. You know, people want to look and vote for him. This is the type of person you want. Um, and then I'm going I'm to take, take a little bit of history here, a little bit here. Okay, you know what? I've been kind of kicking myself here thinking about Kaepernick, about bending his knee and basically kneeling for the the pledge the uh, uh, anthem. And you know what? As of right now, I'm going to change the narrative here. You know, to me... I don't. Well, the only time, only time I actually kneel was actually when I'm in church. So to me, that's basically being uh, more humble. So you know, I, I think that's how we should start looking at this. If you want to kneel, hey, go ahead and kneel for the flag, because if you really look at the history, Fort Henry, which is right there in Baltimore, right in there, it was in 1812. It was bombarded really heavily. On the, I mean, I think it was 1814, and basically they wanted basically America to submit to the British at that time, and they said as long as that flag is is flying, we're going to keep bomb, we're going to put all our guns on that flag where that flag is at, and we're going to bombard it. And they could not understand why that flag, even though it was kind of tilted and stuff, they couldn't understand why it was tilted. Until they got there and found out there was patriots that basically. When that flag started falling down, they held it up. And there was bodies upon bodies upon bodies that to hold that. Story that yeah, and that, my wife's telling me, that's the story, for instance, the Star-Spangled Banner. So I just want to throw a little history out there that, that people maybe don't really know what the story is. And to me, I'm a, I'm a veteran, and basically, you know what, I'd rather see you kneel for the flag then burn the flag, okay? That flag does mean something to me. So I just wanted to touch a little story on that. I'm, I'm assuming you know all about that. But I just wanted to throw that out there to the people. And we're going to have, let me see here, I caught a little bit last, let me see, Thursday, last Thursday it was. Was you and Brandon and guys thinking about maybe heading up to uh, South Dakota for the 4th of July? Is that right? Or has that been just not? have been thrown out well i've not discussed that so i don't know i just heard you guys talking a little bit that you're thinking about going up to uh, uh the black hills in south dakota because uh, trump's going to be there i guess on the fourth of july so i wasn't too sure if you guys were still thinking i'm actually thinking about doing that but i was just trying to figure out what's the best way to do but i know i can you're not going to get in because they're giving the they're doing a lottery up there for you know to yeah. get in there yeah so that that would be the hard thing but 
I just heard you guys talk about it. I thought, you know, that might not be a bad idea there, you know. So, uh, But anyhow, I, I'm going to let you go. I know you got other people to talk to. And just to let you know, I really appreciate your show. And I've always enjoyed it. And keep up the good fight because we're going to need it. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you, sir. All right. Shout out to the caller. Our caller on the line, unknown caller, who am I speaking to? Ari. All righty, what's happening? Just wanted to call in and mention, you know, people don't talk about um, socialism and the fact that Mao and um, Stalin, for that matter, are responsible for over 100 million people being killed in each country. And I think um, the Black Lives Movement uh, isn't, I don't think they really realize how much of an influence uh, Antifa and socialism is joining in on their innocuous movement to get more justice. Yeah, I mean, these people, there are always people that try to infiltrate these little movements and are pretty successful. Sometimes, like right now, they're pretty just out and open with it. They don't even really care that they are showing themselves, showing their faces and who they are. And the people that are thinking that it's a positive movement don't really see the plan. They're ignorant to what's happening. And hopefully... If you they... go to... Go ahead. If you go to the website um, for Black Lives Movement... Uh, it does say that it aligns with the LGBTQ community. And um, a lot of things, I think, directly end up being contributed to the uh, Democratic Party through the Act Blue, I believe it is, contact uh, once you donate to Black Lives. I'm very sympathetic with the cause for George Floyd. I think it was a terrible thing. No one can deny that fact. But um, I hate to see there be such racial tension uh, because I always view people one-on-one, how they see me, how I see them as a person. And I hate to think of group identity developing blacks against whites, against Asians, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it really shouldn't be like that. Everybody should just kind of be on the same page. I think we have uh, one objective, and that's to have the whole country do well, because if the country does well, then we all do well. That should be the main objective here. Yes, but socialism is very much into the group identity. That's my point. Right. Uh, and, and we need to see people as people, individuals, and take them as such the way they are their character, their, you know, how they are as people individually. I can't look at, like, a, a whole group and say there's going to be good and bad in every group. That's right. Absolutely. And I think we have to we have to view people as how they are with us. Group identity, I don't think, is good. Uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. And I, I thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Okay, thank you, ABL. Was never expecting to get through. Glad <laughs> I did. Thank you for your call. Appreciate God you. God bless. All right, now God bless you. Uh huh. Thank you. Bye.
All right, shout out to the caller. Great call. Let me get to the next call. 203 in the line. Who am I speaking to? Stephanie. All righty. What's going on? Can you hear me? I heard you well. Can you hear me? Yep. All righty. What's happening? Did you hear about the um, Long Island graduation party that just got shot up? Wow. No, I didn't hear about that. I think that's pretty funny that Black Lives Matter is very quiet there. Oh, yeah. No, that doesn't really matter because like, that's, that's what I was saying before. You know, they don't care if they can if they defund the police, you know, or eliminate the police. And then the black on black murder rate, the general murder rate in the entire country just skyrockets. They don't care. All they care about is just trying to destabilize the nation and or, you know, just hurt the police. If they hurt everyone else in the process, you know, they, 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 and so be it. It's pretty much scorched earth with them. Oh, yeah. Eventually, it's it's almost like they want to take things into their own hands and just, well, they do. They want to eliminate the police altogether. They don't want to defund the police. They want to abolish the police. Right. Exactly. That's that's so, the main thing. They, they, they want to abolish the police and then replace them with their version of the police. You know, the, the Antifa types to come in and do whatever they want to do. Yeah, their own mob rules type people. When it's pretty funny that the Antifa type people, if you break it down, they're actually a bunch of Karens. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They are. They're the biggest crybabies. They can't take any criticism whatsoever. And they're all under the age of 25 years old, half of them. Right. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's the, the generation below, like, us, I would say. I'm 30 years old. You're a little older. Yeah. I, you're right. Because, you know, I, I was even seeing someone that in the, um, the Chaz, Chop, whatever they want to call it, the crack heroin, amphetamine zone in Seattle, Washington, a.k.a. Freeattle. I, I was seeing that there. Um, you know, somebody would get punched in the head. It'd be officer right there. And then they went to cry to the officer. It's like, well, wait a minute. I thought you didn't want any kind of police. And then they went to come in there talking about, oh, you're not wearing the mask. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. It's like they, they are the Karens. But they when, they'll, they'll soon realize that their their version of quote unquote policing is not going to be very effective right exactly and then with the whole guy that fell asleep in the wendy's um i used to work at a, a head shop that like a smoke shop and i would constantly have people that would fall asleep in the parking lot either on probably methadone heroin whatever they were on drunk and they would be there for hours and I would be like, should we call the police just in case this person is dead? Like, that's just a like human nature because you're just scared for this other person. And then if they do get up and start driving, then like how you said, they're going to kill themselves or kill another person. And you would think you want to avoid that by calling the police to safely get this situation handled. And then if you are going to comply a little bit and then something kind of snaps and you start to fight the officers in what world would that situation not end that way have we all seen the tv show cops 
that it wasn't a, it's not a new thing i don't know why people are so up in arms most people back in the day if that happened we would think oh it was justified he did something wrong for the cop to do that cops don't wake up and go um i'm gonna go kill some black people today hell yeah they, that's not real <laughs> right exactly that's not real that's, that's not a real thing that goes on like i don't know what world some of these people are living in uh, like i it, it's scary because like you can't have normal conversations with people nowadays because you don't know what certain people are going to think or say just because you don't agree with something then you're just completely racist homophobic da, 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 when you're like okay that just makes you not want to even uh, like go in the, into the world anymore right exactly 100 percent correct well thank you for your call i definitely appreciate you i appreciate you all right now take care you too all right shout out to the caller all righty caller what's going on on skype caller can you hear me was uh matthew all right we don't got all day boss you got to be able to answer the phone answer the call all right. Yeah, Two and four, you're in the line. I'm speaking to. Hey, ABL, what's up, man? Everything's good, man. Sorry, man. I was eating salmon. All right, I'm done, man. Yeah, man, um, this is a lot of nonsense going on. This is Tariq, by the way. Um, but, you know, one of your callers was talking about how um, no one in Black Lives Matter want to take accountability. Well, I would say a lot of, you know, that's a lot of black people in general. And a lot of it is due to we have a media that doesn't hold us accountable, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, even with this Rayshard, I forgot his last name, you know, that case that took place in Atlanta. There is no conversation on why black people should just not just don't even resist the rest. Like, okay, if you believe the narrative that cops are out and shooting you, why do you keep resisting arrest? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, bro, I was reading... Thread. I was. I swear to God, I was in a thread on Facebook with Black Liberal mate. She asked the question. She was just like, you know, was it wise for uh, Rayshawn to resist arrest? And ninety percent of her audience is Black Liberal, and the majority was like, yeah, because he because he was going to die anyway. So um, he had to fight for his life, fight or flight. It was interesting. I saw some white liberals on there as well, saying the exact same thing that his, he, he realized his life was threatened. And I'm just like, if we put out that narrative to the black community that every single time you get pulled over by the police, your life is in danger, of course there's going to be a fight or flight. Of course you, you're going to get paranoid. You're going to think you're, you're going to die. You're going to go into survival mode. I mean, that's a stupid narrative. And it's got to stop because, bro, I think that man would have been alive if he just would have got the ticket. Like, I, I don't understand. It's like death or the ticket. Like, it, it, it's just, and we never ask a question because, like, why is it? Let's, let's just take the black liberal narrative that we're in a war with the police. Why are they only in wars with black people? Seriously. Why are they not in war with the age, I mean, with the uh, illegal immigrant Mexicans who come over here? They, why aren't they in war with them? Like, why is it only African-Americans? Like, out of all the races... We only see police because of African-Americans getting killed. Like, like, and, you know, my thing is, like, do we not question, is there an agenda behind that? Then on top of that, once again, 
Why are African-Americans having constant interactions with the police? You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, I have an interaction with the police maybe once every three years. You know what I'm saying? Maybe because they uh, caught me speeding or I made a right turn and, uh, and I didn't turn a signal light on. You know what I'm saying? I get my ticket. I go on. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not up here trying to uppercut him or put him on Facebook Live and, and start battling him, all that dumb stuff. But it's, just, it's frustrating me. And then the other thing is, if we demonize police so much, are black people conceding that we don't need police? Because if black people, if we don't have policing, our communities are going to suffer, bro. Oh, my God, bro. It's going to be the wild, wild west. Yes. And if we don't have a lot of black men, it's one of the things with the black men. It's like, okay, why don't you guys become cops? If, 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 if y'all think that's a racial system, why don't you come become cops and police black people? Why are you... Why are you leaving it to white men then? Like, why don't you step up and you become the dag- daggone cops? You know what I'm saying? You want all these other races to police you, and then you get mad at how they treat you, and then you want to march, but you don't even want to become a cop. And then you call other black folks who are cops coons. But with, the, with ensuring that you're not going to be policed by your own. Like, bro, there's so many illogical things that's happening that we're not having a conversation on because our media just... I think the liberal media likes it when black people are in this distraught, dysfunctional situation so they can just keep us divided and control our votes. Like, I honestly think that's what it is. And lastly, if I hang up, um, that Black Lives Matter, man, you got to read that about uh, what about section. It's very interesting that they say we are against the nuclear family. And I'm like, why, why, what's, what's so crazy about that? is that you guys realize there's a, a fatherless problem in the black community. Like what is like 70, 70% of, the, of black people who raise have no fathers. So why would you have a movement that actively goes against fatherhood? And then when you actively go against fatherhood, you destroy that authority figure in that young boy's life, causing him to be more prone to commit crimes, and then you're going to be out here marching when he does something stupid. It's, it's backwards, and nobody tells them. They, they got black men out there reading, wearing I Can't Breathe shirts, just looking stupid, man. All I got to say is black folks got to wake up, man. Like, we are being compromised, movements being taken over, and there is just no logic in any agenda that we are trying to push, and that's pretty much all I want to say, bro. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, man. Take care. All right, peace. Uh, my man, Tariq with the calls. Always, always a great call. He's right on point. If you take the police away from the black community, you're going to have just pandemonium and chaos. There's no men there. You got 75% single parent household led by women usually. What, where's the protection going to come from? There, there will be no protection. That's what's going on. Let me get to the next call. All right, call you on the line. 847, who am I speaking to? Hey, Anthony. This is uh, Griff Daddy. All right, man, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? Hey, one of the things that I, you know, I wanted to bring up, you know, I was listening to all this, and, you know, actually, I'm going to say something maybe a little controversial. I say racism is a big chunk of what the problem is in our country, but it's not in the way that people are thinking about it. I think that, you know, there is, there is a certain amount of tension that blacks have towards whites for all all sorts of shit that's gone. Hold on, hold on, Carla, you can't cuss. That's all. 
I'm sorry. I apologize. It's all good. Now, you know, the other thing, though, is I think that far too many whites have the soft racism of white guilt. Mm. They're, they're, they're looking for things to feel guilty about. And, it, you know, and I see it particularly in, in you know, I, I, I'm a white guy, but when I go to, you know, I grew up not in the best neighborhood. So I've, I've lived with black people my whole life. So when I go to nicer neighborhoods and I listen to people, I'm like, that is not, you're not talking about real people. You don't even, you don't even know what goes on in those communities. Right. And you're talking like, you know, and you're talking like you need, like we need to, I'm like, that's not what they need. That's not, that's not what anybody needs. You know, and I look at what they're doing and I'm like, you're, you see this and it's soft racism. Because you, you don't even think about what you're seeing. And I gave a perfect example. When I saw what happened to George Floyd, the first thing out of my first thing in my head was not that that was a racist attack. The first thing out of my head was, why? Right. And now one of my white friends was like, well, what are you talking about? It had to be racist. I go, why are you doing that? Think about what you're saying here. Let's say those were all white people. Would the first thing out of your head be he killed him because he hates whites? You, the first thing out of your head would be why? So why are you not treating him with the same respect you would treat another white man? Right. Why aren't you concerned with why? That's what's more important. Why are you jumping to some conclusion? Why did you decide that that was racism? Why did you see that right away without even finding out why? You know the truth. Why didn't we have, I mean, that's why we have things called trials. That's why we take people and we go through these and we investigate. And sometimes it takes months because it's not an easy answer. But you figured it out just like that, huh? <laughs> and I, even then I told my wife, I said, I think ultimately people are going to see this. And that's ultimately what they're going to see. They're going to see racism. But nobody's going to ask that why. I saw in that was that man was trying to settle the score. And I said, I'll bet you he knows him. And then that starts coming out in the news that he did know him. Mm. I said, that, you know, that's probably far more to do with what happened at George Floyd. That that man, that cop knew George Floyd. And he took out a personal beef with him. That was something else. Because that was hate. I mean, we all saw it. We all, we all looked at it and said, that's wrong. There's nobody out there that could, has any feeling that what that man did wasn't wrong but why is it always an immediate jump to that and I, and that I so what I see with Black Lives Matter and any of these things is they're taking advantage the, the, the fertile soil of just white guilt helps those helps that all flourish and it just shouldn't be there because none of there it doesn't exist there's not a white person in this country that's owned a slave and there's not, there's just it doesn't exist. None of us did that. And even if it even if we had parents or grandparents who did, so what? I don't care what your dad did or your mom did or anything else. Well, all that matters is what you do. Right. I'm I'm not them and you're not them. That's in the past. Right. Exactly. And if we can't let that go, and then there's things with like the social justice folks. That's a religion that has no forgiveness. Mm. Cancel culture has no possible, there is no redemption story. 
you know, so I just look at that and I'm like, you're a secular religion. You're not, you know, you're, you're not, you, you know, you're, you're chasing things that aren't real. I mean, and, and hell, look at Black Lives Matter now. They've got chants. Okay, I could go to church and the, they're going to have things I'm supposed to say, right? You got the same thing there. You got beliefs that if you say anything different, you're clearly somebody needs to be excommunicated. You're a heretic. Like if you right now, you say something that doesn't agree with Black Lives Matter, they're going to call you an Uncle Tom. They're going to call you, you know, any, anything, name in the book. That's right. Because you don't agree. Because you don't fit the religion. And it's, you know, and I, why, when are people going to wake up and just see it for what it is? This is not, this isn't right. You got, you got to me, got, like got, got said, a very good that's point. racism. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, man. I'm with you 100%. Well, thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you, my friend. Bye-bye. That's, that's a very good point. I, I kind of cut him off at the, end of the, at the end a little bit. If you didn't hear what he said, to wrap it up, he was like, no, that's the racism right there. You know, you automatically assume because this man is white and then the victim was black, then it had to be racism, that it couldn't have been anything else. He couldn't have known them. It couldn't have been an accident. It couldn't have been misconduct. It couldn't have just been carelessness. It had to just be racism just automatically because he's white. And you, you see the race is all you see. That's racism right there. Bigotry of low expectations, all these things kind of play into it. So he's right. But the racism that's not there is this whole thing about the white man trying to just hunt down the black man. That's just not even really it. It's really the other way around a lot of times. And somebody asked me, did I see that um, that the elderly lady, she might have been like in her 90s or something, that got um, pushed down by that, that black man in New York. I saw that. You know, he he just casually just, he was just walking. This might, it, was, it was in Manhattan. She's walking with a walker down the street trying to go to the store. He's walking, you know, on the same sidewalk next to her he just casually just pushes her in her head and she falls hits her head on the hydrant luckily she didn't pass away she could have died and she just sustained some bruising and she's she, she's okay right now as well as she could be i suppose but the, the guy that they arrested had been arrested like a hundred times you have people that are just general ministers of society that are existing out there and he shouldn't even be out on the street so you got the police not even really being able to do their job because they lock a guy like that up who has been assaulting people over and over again. And he comes home from jail so quickly. It's like, what's the point of even locking them up? All righty. Let me get to the next call. All right. I call the who do we have? Good evening. This is Senate Mofority leader Dikembe Dolomite. <laughs> Kwame Schumer, formerly known as Chuck X. And thank you, all you voters. I see there's a lot of you out there tonight watching this beautiful Nubian show. Um, obviously, with this awful situation in the country, you're more dependent on us and all of the great benefits that we give you as your lords in the Senate. Okay, so I'm talking to Chuck Schumer, basically. That's who I'm talking to right now. I guess if it's easier to use that. <laughs> yeah, that that'll work for me. So um, I see that you have the, uh, the the kente cloth scarf. Do you know that that that's part of the um, Ashanti and Ghana? That's part of their attire, and they were slave traders in Africa. They sold black slaves to the Europeans and brought them to America. How do you feel about that? 
How do I feel like about that? Uh, I'll have to check their FEC records to see who, which party they contributed to. <laughs> but if if it's the right party, then you know it's it's uh, all fine and dandy as all the, as long as they did competitive rates. And if it was the wrong party, it was a travesty of history and uh, sin that we can never come over. <laughs> okay, I, I see. So it basically depends on, you know, who has the biggest bag or, or who has the, the most important bag. If it's from the left or the right, that, that'll make the, the, the difference. Well, well, I guess you might have rephrased it, but I guess, you know, we can move on to the next thing. But most important thing is that in November, you're going to take that envelope and mail in five envelopes in order to get this awful orange dictator out of the White House. Five envelopes? Okay, you, you know, <laughs> if, uh, as many as you need. Oh, uh, I mean, you can, you can only vote one time, right? Isn't that the way that it is according to the law? You vote once if you're just one person? Well, are we all one person, Anthony? Maybe one day I'm Dikembe Schumer, then, you know, maybe one day a week I'm feeling like I want some Mugu guy pan. I'm... Uh, <laughs> Chang Kai Schumer or something, and then three days later, you know, I have like a little merengue fever or something. I become Ricardo Montalban Schumer. Wow, Chang Kai Schumer, isn't that kind of like a uh, Chang Kai check? Yes, and uh, sign those checks over to the Democratic <laughs> Senatorial Campaign Committee. Makes a lot of my work easier. Okay, all right, uh, uh, very interesting. So, um what do you want to say to everybody that wants to vote Trump and thinks that you guys in the Democratic Party aren't really doing anything? Uh, you're, you're kind of slow, kind of just putzing around, not getting things accomplished, and they want to vote Trump to push the country forward. How do you feel about that? Yeah, those people might feel worse if they knew what we're really doing. So maybe they should be happy the media doesn't tell you. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, I don't really have much more. Anything else you want to put out there? Oh, oh, I, I forgot to ask you about this. Um, there's going to be a Trump rally, I think, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I think it's going to be one in Florida. How do you feel about the, the Trump rallies resuming? Is it dangerous because of the virus? What's going on? Well, you know, I think we have a contingency plan. I've been sending, you know, my gang of, uh, you know, gardeners down there to Oklahoma. They've been driving over to the arena and they've, you know, I just said, gave them express instructions to, you know, use the maximum amount of precautions until they get there and cough all over every doorknob and turnstile all over the stadium. Wow, so, that's that's not really that's not really the way you're supposed to go. Coughing over stuff that that shouldn't that shouldn't really be happening right there. Yeah, rubbing armpits up on stuff. Yep. Wow. So um, now, how about all these uh, LGBTQ ABCDEFG rallies in New York City that are like twenty five thousand deep? Are those okay? Yeah, they're good. You know, but my nipples are a little like uh, <laughs> you know tender after a couple of days of. You know, some of my constituents kind of getting a little too handsy, but, you know, it is it is uh, campaign season. And, uh, you know, I did buy a lot of cortisone for that. Oh, OK, I, I got you on that. So I think I'm pretty much out of question. So uh, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. And Uhuru, my brother. Yeah, there you go. Uhuru. Appreciate you. Kill the blue white devil. <laughs> All right now. Yeah, so that, that was Chuck Schumer in full kente cloth. And what I said about the Shanti was true. Um, the funniest part about, if you didn't, somebody, if you didn't, if you weren't here earlier for what I said about the Shanti, um, when the Congressional Black Caucus, 
and also Nancy Pelosi, when they put on those um, those African print scarves, that actually comes from um, the Ashanti tribe in Ghana, and they were known for slave trading. That's how they rose to prominence. Okay, so just if you need a refresher, I'll put it on the screen right quick, just in case you guys can't see it. And that's going to be right there. Yeah, that that print right there, that's the Ashanti from Ghana, and they were slave traders. They sold black slaves, people that look just like me, over here to the U.S. And that's a fact. It's, it's, a, it's a verifiable fact. You can look it up right now, and you'll find it. All right, let me get to the next call. Let's go. 317, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, 317, who am I speaking to? Hey, Anthony, how you doing? This is Corey Roberts from uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. All right, man, what's going on? What's going on, man? It's been a long time since I called into your show. Yeah, man, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, you know, uh, I figured it would be apropos for me to, you know, to call and chat about this situation uh, that's going on. That's crazy out there right now, man. I mean, it's, it's uh, uh, never seen anything like this, have you? No, I haven't. You know, I thought that the 2016 election campaign, that was wild. But this right here, it's like 2016 on, on every drug in the world. Yeah, on steroids. <laughs> and uh, um, I finally got back to work a little bit. That uh, You know, I work in the EMT, emergency medical transport, with seniors. I get to do some seminars here and there, but a lot of the, the seniors uh, are still scared to come out because of COVID stuff and then now the riots and everything. But I've asked them all the same question. These people in their 80s and 90s and stuff, and you know, late 70s, and I said, have you ever seen anything this crazy in your entire life? And these are Depression-era World War II babies. And they all tell me the same answer without even thinking. Women, men, without even thinking. It takes them two seconds. Nope. Right. I've never seen anything this wild in my life. And it's... Uh, is it is it just me, Anthony, or does this not seem orchestrated to you? Oh, it definitely does. It definitely does seem orchestrated, and there's some evidence of it being orchestrated. I mean, they've already come out and said, when I say they, I mean someone local to police departments. I think NYPD came out and said that there's been some orchestration with a lot of the stuff that's going on. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's not even me just spouting out, quote-unquote, conspiracy theories that the left media would say this is verifiable fact and it's pretty obvious that it's coordinated you know and then as some of these so-called protests are starting to die down now all of a sudden the virus is coming back to the forefront of the news it's taking a break for a minute did it just go back to china and hang out there for a while then come back or was it here the entire time i can't really tell based upon the news coverage well, you know, it's it's okay to go out and protest and riot and, and burn down buildings and do all that other stuff and get together in group, large groups, but it's not okay to go to a Trump rally? Right, exactly. It doesn't make any sense at all. No, it, it, it's it's all ridiculous, man. And, and you it, you have to be literally brain dead asleep and not really thinking um, to not realize that that's the case. I Correct. Mean, you, you really do. Correct. You really do. And uh, this gentleman in, uh, in Atlanta... Uh, unfortunate situation with that gentleman in Atlanta, but I'm sorry. I've, I've watched several different videos. I've watched hours of this and looked at how police officers handle the situation. How are people burning stuff down in Atlanta over this guy after the, the police treated this guy to I be mean, as cordial as humanly possible? And then, and then it, it, I watched the whole video. There's videos where you can see the guy questioning him. He gives him chance after chance after chance. The gentleman keeps saying, okay, he's like, what did you have to drink tonight? Oh, I had a tequila. And then he's, uh, or a margarita. And then he says later on, he says, oh, I had a daiquiri. 
And then later on in the conversation, oh, like, you know, my girlfriend got us something, and it might have been a margarita. This guy was clearly inebriated. So they, they gave him a breathalyzer. They tried to put him in cuffs because he shouldn't be driving his vehicle. The police officer found the guy in the line. The police officer says, yeah, you were sitting right there. Don't you remember? And the guy even admits it. He's like, you're sitting in the line passed out, and then, you know, all of a sudden now your car is parked over here because I asked you to move your car and park it over here and get out of the line so everybody can go through and get their food. And then when they try to arrest the guy for being drunk, and, and who knows? He might have also been on drugs as well. We don't know that yet. We, we may know that really soon. We don't know that part yet. But if you watch the video and you see the conversation, this guy's clearly out of his mind. So when they try to arrest the guy, you know, he starts fighting them, steals the taser, punches the cop in the face, is, is resisting arrest when he clearly should have been arrested because he could have killed somebody else. He could have killed somebody else on the road, whatever the case may be. And then you're running off with a taser, drunk and possibly high out of your mind, with a well, police taser that you could hurt somebody else with. And he tries to shoot the cop. And then the cops say, well, we got to put this guy down because he's, he's, you know, I mean, he, he can hurt somebody else, including us. Or he could tase me and take my weapon. That's right. So it, explain to me, explain to me, Abigail. How, how is it? How, why would people in Atlanta be going bananas, like literally bananas, and it, that the AG as well as the mayor charging a guy with murder? Huh? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's, help it, me out it, here, bro. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense. You know, but that's kind of what's going on right now. They're they're kind of politicizing. The, the the police and they, they've been doing this for a little while which is why right now in atlanta they're having the, the blue flu they're calling off sick they're, they're not showing up in some of the big zones i think three four and six in atlanta and and it, it's going to be a problem if the the da and fulton county the mayor keisha lance bottoms and even the governor brian kemp if they don't tighten up it's going to be a serious problem but hey man thank you for the call i definitely appreciate you I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do you something, man. I gotta get your email address, and I'm gonna send you a video of something that happened just outside of my house uh, back in late February. That me and my soon-to-be wife Toya, we both video recorded on our phones of a gentleman that was driving down our street that just missed my car, plowed into two other vehicles, plowed into this uh, one, uh, two black gentlemen. There's one guy driving the car, and there's another black gentleman in the passenger seat. Okay. And as as they're driving down the street, and they hit these cars. They got him out of the car with no incident. They're like, get out of the car, get on the ground, boom, no problem. Got him in the car, and nobody got shot. Nobody got, you know, uh, uh, beat up. Okay. Or, or I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I had to get to the next call. But, hey, send me, my, my email is on my website. It's contact at anthonyblogan.com. Send me that. I'm going to check it out. But I'm sorry, I got, like, no time. Thank you for your call. No problem, brother. Take care. All right, shout out to the caller, my man. Let's get to the next call. 714, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, indeed. Who am I speaking to? Yes, this is uh, Food Doggy from California. How you doing, Abel? Big fan. Everything's good, man. Can't complain about yourself. Oh, wonderful. Uh, I got a few uh, questions about your opinion about uh, counter-protesting. Uh, uh, I've been seeing things happen in, uh, in the U.K. where the protesters are tearing down historical monuments, and that's what's happening here in our country. Um would you, I mean, do you think that's going to happen 
here more radically with the uh, with our uh, law-abiding citizens standing up against these protesters that are uh, are against uh, or just tearing our country apart. It's it's going to have to happen at a, at a certain point. It's going to happen. I'm starting to see it more and more. In a lot of these places, it, it just really depends on where things happen. If you're talking about some of these uh, liberal cities, it probably won't happen as much. But it might even there. I'm seeing things in Philly that are pretty pleasing. Uh, you know, a bunch of Italian guys out there. And I think it might have been South Philly protecting the monument. You know, I think it might have been Christopher Columbus. You know, they are doing that there. And I feel like in some of the smaller areas, they'll definitely do it if there's any kind of problems that happen. But... The, and the smaller areas won't even really be a big problem. It's a lot of these major cities. But I think people will start to step up, especially if it keeps dragging on and then it creates violence and stuff like that. But um, as far as any kind of conflict, like a civil war that'll happen, I, I don't think that'd be the case. I think it'd just be more like, you know, you want to come tear up a statue, don't do it, and then that'd be the end of that. Okay, wonderful. Thank you for your opinion. I love your show and uh, big fan from the West Coast over here and right in the middle of the whole left side of the stupidity situation yeah no, no doubt man thank you for your call thank you sir you have a nice night all right shout out to the caller the calls are coming in fast and fierce i'm gonna try to get to everybody as soon as i can just hang tight 319 on the line i'm speaking to hey this is jacob again how's it going abl everything's good man can't complain that's good glad to hear it man so <clears throat> i've just been uh watching you, Brandon Tatum, lately, you know, uh, man, you got to run for president in 2024, man. <laughs> you or Brandon Tatum or Candace Owens, man, one of y'all. You, your voices are just so great. Your thoughts are amazing, man. Have you ever thought about something like that? Well, people always ask me, you know, run for office, do this. I, I mean, maybe, you know, that that might be a thing I do in the future. So who knows? Yeah, I, can't, sure. I can't, I can't, I can't the future. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like who really wants to be president. <laughs> Y'all just got some really good points, and thank you so much for. I, I'm tired of watching the news, man. Y'all are great sources of like news that's not mainstream. I absolutely love it, man. Uh, that was all I really had to wanted to talk to you about. I just I love y'all's voice and your thoughts. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Take care. Uh, Have thank, a great night. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. All righty. Shout out to the caller. Yeah. People always ask me, you know, you want to, you, you know, be, you know, be in politics or whatever. Who knows? I can't really call it. 404, you're on the line. I'm going to speak to Y'all are Yeah, this is uh, Kev from the ATL. All righty, man. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, ABL? Yeah, I'm watching you live now. All right. Turn it down for your background, if you could. Okay. All righty. So now you 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 in ATL right now? Yeah. What's what's happening? Can you can you tell me what's going on? Because I'm telling they, they're talking about the police. They they didn't called out sick. They're not coming to zone three, four, six. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. A lot of folks. You know what I'm saying? After uh, Buddy got uh uh chucked, well, initially after he got fired. You know what I'm saying? About twenty. You know what I'm saying? Police like dipped out that day mm. in uh the main, one of the major uh, zones. Thing, like you said, like zone three. Um, but just all over, like a lot of police been um like I say, just fed up with it. And plus after the day, I know it's gonna kinda come out tomorrow that a lot of police is gonna kinda say, I'm resigning, you know what I'm saying? You already see the police uh, commissioner or chief 
uh, Erica Shields resigned. And it's crazy. My dad was uh, actually major of Atlanta Police Department back in the Red Dog days and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm very familiar with, you know what I'm saying, Atlanta Police. And like I say, just the way it is down here. And like I say, the police down here are pretty cool for the most part. You know what I'm saying? So we really didn't have that problem except for that whole time when the Red Dogs, because they were just... It was like some drop the hammer on drug dealers and, you know what I'm saying, they were real aggressive, you know what I'm saying, back then. But ever since then, we got more black, you know what I'm saying, cops and more people from the community policing and stuff. I got a couple of cousins that police where I used to grow up at in East Point. So, um, but it is getting crazy, like I said. Uh, and another thing, the whole protest and stuff to burn down the windows. Like I say, that wasn't us. That wasn't black people. You know what I'm saying? That was some Antifa white girl came in, committed arson. They put a $20,000 reward out for her. But, um, yeah, so they looking for her right now. Right, right. So what, what's, what's going to be the next step, though? Because they're talking about doing the police, they're stepping off, and they're not really going to be. So what's going to be the next thing? Because... If there's no police, then how are the communities going to be safe? A lot of these areas around Atlanta, you know, they, they're going to need the police some kind of deterrent to keep the crime away. So, I mean, how, where, where is the protection going to come from? Yeah, that, that's going to be very, very interesting because uh, it's going to put a strain on the police that, you know what I'm saying, still uh, serving and everything. Um, I'm guessing that they're probably going to still, like, hire um police and try to you know what i'm saying get some more folks in transferring people that's that's probably what's gonna happen they're gonna start transferring mm. um people from different um sections and everything to start kind of uh, policing some of the high crime areas and stuff but, but yeah it, it's gonna be interesting to see how this all works out um like i say i'm i don't know about the whole defunding the whole uh police department but i do get a point where they come from but i don't like the whole narrative of like no police you know what i'm saying and that's being like thrown around like oh it ain't gonna be no police now it still gotta be police it, it has to be some type of order you know what i'm saying among the land but they gonna have to do something in terms of uh like i say appealing back to the police like i say this was all real political you know what i'm saying he's land bottoms they didn't want you know what i'm saying since this is known as a black city and everything there's a lot of pressure on them to kind of prove to the citizens, especially with election and everything, Paul Howard just got reelected, even mm -hmm. though he's kind of dirty, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he, he the one who made that decision and stuff. So this was a straight political move to try to gain some votes, you know what I'm saying? Had this been any other time, like you said, if, had this been last year or the year before, that wouldn't, you know what I'm saying, it would have been a justified um, homicide and stuff. Because, like I say, just it was reasonable that he, you know what I'm saying, thought his life might have been in danger and stuff. But And I think that uh, they have classified a taser as a deadly weapon, you know what I'm saying, which is crazy because they still use it on people. But if Buddy pointed it back at him, then he was technically justified in firing on him. But now they then kind of switched it around saying that he should have known that the taser only had two shots. Um, and he should have known that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, 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 that. I saw that. He I saw known. that. He said talking about, oh, well, it fired up and the leaves were above his head, so he has to know that they couldn't hit him. It's like, for real? Come on. Like, it's right. Not, yeah, it's, yeah. You're thinking all that in a split second. Right, exactly. You're not going <laughs> to think that. Are you, are you serious? The taser pointing at you, you don't know where the leaves going to go. It's like, you know, a gun. You can't predict where the bullet's going to go. You ain't right. going to go, oh, exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm going to dodge this range. bullet. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. You close range, dude. You know what I'm saying? Already, you like, you just got out of an intense scuffle. Your adrenaline's pumping. You know what I'm saying? It was just a calm situation, and then it just flipped out. You know what I'm saying? So, but it just did not want it because, like I said, he was on probation. He was like, man, I ain't going to jail tonight. You know what I'm saying? I know that thought, but I always <laughs> comply. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that thought. I know that feeling of, oh, man, that, that moment when you know you're about to go to jail. You know what I'm saying? And for me, it's always been suck it up. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's get ready for this car ride. You know what I'm saying? On a couple of times I've been, you know what I'm saying, locked up and stuff. But, like, he just just flipped out. He already drunk, you know what I'm saying? And after all that, you expect the officer to make that split-second decision, you know what I'm saying, and post to know all this. And now they didn't charge him with 11 charges. The only thing that kind of looked bad for him is that he kicked the dude in the head while he was, you know what I'm saying, on the ground. And they bringing up that he ain't called a uh, medics in time but try to give him any, you know what I'm saying, assistance and stuff for like two and a half minutes and stuff. And the other dude stood on him. And I got to see the, uh, they got the whole body cam video of what all happened afterwards and stuff. And so that's kind of looking bad on him that he kicked the dude in the head while he was, you know what I'm saying, right after he shot him. Right. So, so yeah, I don't know how that's going to kind of play out. So that yeah. kind of adds a little more fuel to the fire, you know what I'm saying? All right. We're going to see the fact that they call assistance. Yeah, we, we gonna this see, is going to be crazy. Yeah, man, hopefully yeah, they do something, Atlanta, man, because Atlanta is, is going to get crazy with no police. It's, it's going to get real crazy, man. But thank you for your call. Yeah. I definitely oh, appreciate you. Hey, man. Hey, man, appreciate you, bro. Hey, man, I, I follow you, man. Like I said, I don't agree with all your points, you know what I'm saying, but you definitely open up my eyes and stuff, man. I love just the work ethic, you know what I'm saying, everything, your platform, how you done built it up. And I love your debates, man. You definitely, I love to see you in some debates. So, yeah, appreciate you, man. Good to talk to you, man. I Thank you, man. Appreciate you. All right. All right, shout out to the caller. All right, that'll be a wrap for me on the calls. The, the show flew by tonight. The show flew by, and I still got Super Chats to read, but I can't take any more calls. Uh, shout out to all the callers. You guys have been great. Shout out to all the chatters, Super Chatters, PayPalers, everybody. Uh, somebody asked me, did they, get, did they get their PayPal donation? Yeah, I, I, I normally don't read PayPal. So I feel like you guys might want to be a little bit more private, but I think, Christine, I got your donation at about 9 o'clock. Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate you. 9 o'clock, my time on the East. Um... Super chats on that. I'm going to read those. And then I wrap it on up, put a bow on the top. Part my burp. Thank you to, let me see, Marquise Tyson who says, I got into a debate on the Republican Party not switching platforms. Can you speak to that? What happened with the parties? Well, okay, that's a good question. And thank you for your donation. What happened was, um, like in the civil rights era, you had LBJ that came with a great society. I'll have those N-words voting Republican, pardon me, a Democrat for 200 years, uh, the welfare, all these goodies and whatnot, they kind of shifted us to the Democratic Party. That's kind of what happened. Before that, we were more split like whites and Latinos and everybody else. But after that, we kind of just went over there and it's been down here ever since, unfortunately. Although in the civil rights era, more Republicans voted for civil rights than Democrats. Little known fact for some reason. It's not really a thing that people talk about too much, but it is what it is. The parties in that switch, all that changed was the political affiliation of a lot of people. The parties have been the same from the very beginning. The Republican Party began in 1854 as an abolitionist movement. The very first president, Abraham Lincoln, what did he do? Free the slaves. People can say, oh, he didn't want to do it. It doesn't really matter. He did it. The very first Republican president, nobody else did it. If you have an abolitionist party, the Republican Party, and the first president frees the slaves, then mission accomplished, right? All right. Shout out to Hello There, who says, I just got married. Congratulations. 
to my law enforcement officer last week. I'm a Leo wife. I pray for all the Leo and their wives. Thank you, ABA, for sending up for them. Hey, no problem. I stand up for what's right. And shout out to all the law enforcement because without them, it, people will really be in a bad way. And especially in black communities, the police are the last bastion of hope. I'm going to say it over and over again because it's the truth. Shout out to the outlaw Johnny Law who says, ABL is my brother and therapist in this crazy world. Hey, it's all good, man. Thank you for your donation. I, I try to do whatever I can. Shout out to Kelly Walls who says, Anthony, you have a million dollar smile. You will be in history books with the Patriots that held our nation together for one more generation. Hey, thank you for that. It means a whole lot to me. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Plumber Works who says, you're my new favorite YouTuber. You have such a powerful voice. Hey, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you to Charles Turner Jr. who says, Mike Nificent has great points about currency-worthy politician politicization by corporations. I've gotten emails from Barnes & Noble and Airbnb in support of BLM. Ridiculous. I don't read any of those emails at all. I get so many emails. All those promotional emails go to my spam. I never read them at all. So I wouldn't even really know. If I was to go check the little folder that I don't check right now, it'd be probably lit up with um, all kind of, we're sorry for being white. Thank you for being black type stuff. You understand what I'm saying? Thank you to Kells Kells for the, the diamond uh, emoji super chat. Shout out to, let me see, Dr. Frost for becoming an ABL supporter. Thank you to Angry A who says hip hop killed the kids. From NYC to London, words are the sound of a virus with bullets. A virus in the ears of the young. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to whatever comes to mind for the donation that says, I ain't going to read that. Shout out to Pingao Realtor who says, thanks for being you. No problem. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to Jason Jones for becoming a member of the ABL squad. Thank you to Sparky who says, long ago, blacks were just happy to be represented in popular culture, whether Al Jolson and blackface or white guys was in Amos and Andy on the radio. How far we've come to the point where you had blackface and whatnot to that being offensive to now to to then having just regular people being on on the airwaves all the time now you can't even be a regular person on the airwaves you can't even be a regular person on a box of cereal or some syrup or something like that thank you to ben dover who says ben dover uh black republicans are mlk jr there you go shout out to grinder base b who says we just moved to louisville last month two weeks ago um our louisville police department Cop neighbor stopped parking his cruiser in his driveway and took down his blue line flag. Probably doesn't want to be a target. Sad. Crazy. Thank you for that. Thank you to Filthy Phil who says, ABL, you be seeing me on Twitter. Just curious. I don't know. I get a lot of, I'm, you know, I'm swamped with everybody. It's hard for me to see everyone. But thank you for your donation. Thank you to Double O Siron who says, can you shut off my wife, Celia Hernandez? <laughs> Big fan. Thank you for that. Shout out to Eugene who says, do you listen to Michael Savage or Ben Shapiro? Um, Not really. Because I don't, I don't listen to a lot of political stuff because it kind of interferes with me. I might watch the news, but I don't listen to necessarily political pundits on their independent platforms. All I'm, all I'm listening for is just some of the top things that the media are talking about, but not necessarily the opinions of pundits because it kind of interferes with my thought process. When I do my videos, I never write scripts. I just talk straight from the heart. So if I just saw a Ben Shapiro video, he might say something that kind of stuck with me. I was like, oh, that was hot. You know? And then I kind of I say it. And it kind of gets me kind of tongue-tied messed up. So I don't like to do that too much. Thank you to Double O Tyrone for the donation. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you to John Kirsch, who says, you are amazing with the emoji. And thank you to DS, who says, keep it up with the emoji. Appreciate you guys. Thank you to Casey Murphy for your donation. Thank you to Double O Tyrone, who says, do you remember when it was offensive to play with the white Barbie? And I wanted black Barbie. What is your opinion, Big Fan? Keep up the good work. 
Uh, I don't know anything about Barbies, but thank you for your donation. Shout out to Thunder Life who says, does police reform include officer support service? I do not know, um, but I don't think we need police reform at all. We need citizen reform. How about that? We need regular normie reform. We need uh, behavioral reform. That's what we need, not police reform. Thank you to Kate Mallory who says, uh, with the bow emoji, keep wrapping it up with a bow on the top. We'll do. Can't do nothing else. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Depper Dave. 527 who says every time the fatherhood issue is brought by a black conservative the mainstream media switches the subject to white nationalism or white privilege yeah they don't want to get to the root of the problem they want to keep talking about things that have nothing to do with it so they can keep complaining about the problem because if you never solve the problem there's always a problem complaining about there's always money to make that's how that goes thank you to uh tori net who says food for thought media is racist they are deliberately undermining the black community set them up division there you go Thank you to Triangle Whip who says, read Israel Cohen, 1912 speech, congressional record, etc. Thank you for that. Shout out to New Wave Wasanova who says, you are amazing. Thank you to Talex001 who says, I don't think it's heavily organized. It's years of teaching white privilege in schools, college, pushing neo-Marxism ideology. If nothing is done about academia, we might survive this, but it's just around one. That's a very good point because the people are being indoctrinated right now as we speak. We're fighting a battle. But are we losing the war? We got to get down to academia, to, you know, early K through 12, all that good stuff. Shout out to Angry A, who says the weak shall inherit the earth. Thank you to Zeeland Zen, who says 1970, quote, love the one you're with, unquote. Let's get back to unifying message in USA. There you go. Thank you to Sparky, who says, coincidentally, all this mess matches Bill Ayers and the Weather Underground's complex strategic plans uncovered by an infiltrator in the 1970s. There you go. Thank you to Casey Murphy, who became an ABO superstar. I appreciate you. Thank you to Botlocker Leopard, who says, read my article on American greatness, BLM, Blood, Lies, Money. Oh, that's a good one. Blood, Lies, Money. I like that. Shout out to Botlocker Leopard. Thank you to Mac JR, who says, there was a video of black people tearing down the ATL Wendy's before any white girl got there, just saying. Yeah. And you know what? The thing about the Wendy's, when the, the white girl had the fire, it could have been put out by a fire extinguisher. The fire EMS could have got there, but it was too many of us blocking the road. They couldn't do it. It was too dangerous. Shout out to Sean Chafin, who says, love your work, brother. Keep it up. Will do. Can't do nothing else. Thank you for your donation. Shout out to Monster Blood, who says, maybe he thought they were playing laser tag. Thank you to Matt JR for the Super Chat emoji. Thank you to Rock69 for the Super Chat emoji. Thank you to Anna Banner, who says, number one to you, best coverage. Hey, thank you for that. Shout out to Mandatory Carry who says, hashtag keep fighting, screw Chaz. That'd be it for Super Chats. That's a wrap for me for tonight. You guys have been a great audience as always. I will be back on this channel Saturday from 8 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern, three-hour show. Thank you to Fonzie209 who says, I respect your videos. I am Hispanic and whenever I state facts, minorities who's always called me traitor against my race or that I'm being controlled. Appreciate you for that. But I'll be back Saturday on this particular channel, and I'll be live again tomorrow on Brandon Tatum's channel. It'll be me, Brandon, Derek Gradenigo. That's the main squad right there. And special guest, who knows who's going to be. Make sure you're there live tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern to whenever. 10 p.m., 11 p.m., whenever we get done with the show, we're going to be on the show. So make sure you're on Brandon Tatum's channel tomorrow. Okay? I'll be with my brothers. We're talking about a few different things. So make sure you're there and make sure you also just pay mind to my channel. I upload things all the time. I think tomorrow I'll talk about 
Uh, the first video will probably be about Uncle Ben's, Aunt Jemima, all kind of stuff. I'll talk about people like Queen Latifah saying how uh, Aunt Jemima is racist, all this, that, and the third, while she's sitting in her, like she was saying, she had a video talking about Aunt Jemima being racist and, you know, she couldn't get her Oscar, all this, that, and the third. She had to go in the back while she's in this glorious mansion on, on a veranda, whatever you want to call it, some kind of fenced-in porch with big columns. And it's like, look at how you're living right now. You live in better than 99% of the planet, 99.9% of the planet. And if not for Hattie McDaniel playing Mammy and having to sit away from the white cast to get her Oscar, you couldn't be where you at right now being a Hollywood actress, Queen Latifah, okay? You couldn't do that. And then why you want to talk about Hattie McDaniel being a quote-unquote embarrassment, but you got butt naked on Chicago, and anybody trying to see your stuff, but you did that. So what's better, getting naked on camera or being a maid on camera? You tell me. I'm trying to figure it out, but I digress. My whole point is that That'll probably be the first video tomorrow, and I'll be live again Saturday on this channel, and tomorrow I'll be live on Brandon Tatum's channel. All right, rap for me. Thank you for being here, the best audience in the world. Shout out to the mods. You guys are great. We got True Helper. We got Liza Jean. We got Misha A. We got Ansel. We got Killer Sushi, Bill from the Hills. We had Shreves earlier, Zeeland Zen. All you guys are fantastic. Thank you guys for what you do. I appreciate you. If you live in Atlanta, please be safe. There's a blue flu happening right now, meaning that the police, they're calling off. They're saying, you know what? It's enough. We're, we're treated like garbage. We don't have the back. We don't have the backing of the mayor, the governor, the DA. Nobody has our back. So what we're going to do, we're going to stay home and you guys figure it out. So please be safe in Atlanta. If you don't have a gun right now, I advise you to get one as soon as you can. Get a gun, get some bullets, get trained with it. Arm yourself, protect yourself. That's right for me. So thank y'all for being here. And until next time, y'all be safe. Clearly, I'm out in peace.